Right, boys. Hello. Right. Hello. <laughs> Not done this in a while. Bit rusty. Uh, this is episode 45 of Don't Spoil the Ending, the podcast. Yeah. About... TV and game. Well, we've not even got much TV this week. Games and films and not stuff. Many films, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not many games. <laughs> we're here. Well, yeah, we're just here. We're here for a catch up. Yeah, for a while. A general catch up in it, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm Joe. I'm Steve. I'm Sam. And I'm John. Great, good stuff. Uh, John, you've you've just landed from New York. Flew right home for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bit jet lagged, but yeah. uh, you can. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trusting you. Paint a picture for the listener. You're dressed in what? You, what would you say that is your pajamas and dressing gown? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Night nightshirt. Don't forget uh, the slippers. Lounge well. pants, slippers, and my dressing gown. Yeah. Uh, worth mentioning, we were recording at my place today. Is, is this like site D? This is this the fourth one? It's just uh, Studio D. Stu- Studio D. Yeah. yeah Dibley. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, been to New York. I don't know if I mentioned before on 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 the pod like how much I've always wanted to go to America and stuff. Just uh. Say I love the US, but I've never been. But you know, I just knew I'd love it. Love Donald Trump. Love Donald Trump. Yeah, yep, uh, great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Spread you didn't get stopped at immigration. Uh, funny you mentioned that. Uh, went with a few guys from work, and Stu had a real issue getting through work customs <laughs> <laughs> on the way in. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that was good. Uh, what was he smuggling? Well, we all went through, got got scanned through, turned around, and were like, "Where's Stu?" And like, he's having like loads of issues at the desk. So we just think, oh, we're just going to get, going to get luggage, going to get the baggage. We're going to stand near the baggage uh, carousel, turn around again, and Stu's just gone. And we're like, uh... <laughs> Arrested? And he was gone for like 15 minutes, and we were like, do we just leave him? <laughs> do, we, do we just get our bags and go? But he eventually turned up, and they'd been interviewing him in one of the interview rooms. Uh, right. Yeah. He said it was him and a Chinese family in there being interviewed, so... <laughs> I don't know if they thought he had, like, coronavirus or something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, New York was everything I, I hoped it would be and more. Which is absolutely amazing. Uh, the I kind of mentioned it to you guys before, but the highlight of the journey was Freedom Tower. We went to Freedom, Freedom Tower on the Saturday. I don't want to give too much away because you're going next year, Steve, aren't you? Yeah, next February. Yeah, well, almost a year today, I think. Do you think you'll be doing the uh, the premium premium experience that they do there? It's like uh, fifty quid or something, but it was amazing. Uh, you go to the you go to the top of the Freedom Tower, and on the way up, you're in an elevator, and it's showing you how New York is built around you with like you know it's all like projected uh, oh, cool. on the inside of the elevator, so you feel like you're looking out of the elevator into the old New York. And it, as it goes up, the uh, it goes back to like the seventeen hundreds, and it progresses through showing you how New York's been built up around you, kind of thing. Like a hologram. Like a hologram kind of thing, yeah. And that that was just like amazing. And you get to the top of the Freedom Tower in like 45 seconds. And it's that fast going up my ears were popping on the way up. Like it's a crazy experience. <laughs> a lift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lift was so fast. Honestly, like it like, things like 45 seconds to get to the top of the, the tallest building in New York. Like, it, you know, it was insane. Like, uh, But yeah, that was incredible. And then when you get up there, there's a little bit of a show going on. And you're thinking, oh, you know, not... You, you get ushered into a room where, like, the far wall is built like the skyline, so all the buildings are built into the uh, into the wall, and they project a thing onto the wall, a little show about the building of the Freedom Tower, and you're just thinking, like, well, oh, it's all fine and, fine and dandy kind of thing, I'm not really bothered about the building of it, but the whole point is for the reveal. These these buildings, this wall of buildings kind of, like, just falls, peels away, and lets the, the skyline of New York is like, fuck it, yeah, <laughs> like, right in front of you, it's like... It's, impressive like oh, yeah. 
But yeah, uh, just being up there at the top of Freedom Tower was... You've got all the time you want up there just to walk around and look look around every direction, kind of thing. Yeah. It, How it, tall it was, is it? I don't know. It's a hundred or something floors, but I don't know. But I think it's the tallest building in Freedom Tower. Yeah. I'm sure, that, sure that, that's why they built it, kind of thing, to, get, to make it the tallest. But yeah, it, it was incredible. Yeah. So, did you go to the 9-11 Museum Memorial thing? We did, yeah. Uh, where the two twin two twin towers, where the twin towers stood, uh, they ha- they built these like kind of just epic waterfalls into the ground where, where they stood. And it's just a huge giant square where the foundations were. And water falls in from the side. And then at the bottom, they've just got this gigantic like well in the middle. It's just like a, it's impressive how epic it is, kind of thing, the scale of it. And uh, yeah, it's it. Sounds sounds daft, isn't it? It's amazing because it's a, it's a memorial, but you know, like yeah, it's yeah. a work. It's, like, it's a spectacular. Yeah, it's just like memorial. incredible, like. Uh, and they have all the names of the victims, like uh, what do you call it when you chisel? Chisel when have them all chiselled into the uh, the foundations around around where the the waterfall is, and they do a thing where like uh, on the birthday for any of those victims, they, they place a rose next to the name. So we were walking yeah. around just seeing like ran- a rose randomly just dotted here and there yeah. kind of thing for for the uh, the victim's birthday. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of thought that's been put onto it. Put Definitely, into it. Mm. just really like humbling kind of thing. Like it's a, it's an amazing piece of uh, like work. Just all, yeah. all that. Like, Did yeah. they still have the uh, phone booths? Phone booths. So you can listen to sort of like last calls. Oh, I don't know. Um, they might have done some of it. I didn't didn't actually see them. And they've still got um. Or I went sort of seven years ago. I think. <clears throat> and they had a phone booth set up where you can listen to some of like, the last recordings of the phone calls oh, like, right. that people were making from the plane. I don't know, I didn't, didn't hear the those. Plane. That's too much for me, that. Yeah, so it is. It is absolutely harrowing of like some of the calls that they were making. I don't, like, I didn't listen to any of them when I went, but some of them are sort of like, obviously available online and stuff like that, but actually being at the site and stuff like that, listening to them in right. a phone booth and stuff like that is just... Yeah, that's harrowing. That's an extra level of immersion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I can't really listen to watching documentaries about it and hearing yeah. the in the documentary it gets to me. But like, yeah, actually being there. Yeah. I don't uh, think like it, like if I like don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure it's the family's decision and all that. And it's like you know, it, it's it's all for the right <laughs> reasons. If my, I wouldn't want my last sort of vote, vote, phone call being put out there publicly broadcast yeah. like yeah. you know like that because. You, you don't want your memory to be just boiled down to that boiled down to a telephone booth um, recording do you know what I mean yeah I'm trying to be sensitive about it because I imagine no I know what you mean there. I don't think I'd choose that myself like some of the names that were chiselled into the uh, the memorial we saw one where it was like a, a female's name you know like say like mention a female's name I can't think of uh, Jane Jane <laughs> yeah it's Jane like, Doe like there'd be a name like Jane Doe and her unborn child, and it's just like oh, oh Christ, Christ. Like, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. Like yeah. it's it's it sounds uh, haunting, probably isn't the right word, but it's do you know what I mean? It's it's touching, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it's a very humbling kind of thing. Humbling, yeah, idea. like a very emotional place in the yeah, world. Yeah, definitely, you do feel the uh, the emotion kind of. Look. I can only imagine. That's, so that's the kind of thing I was trying to get at before. When you're looking at this, like, did you see them in the, the massive yeah. like, fountain things? Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? When like they've got the square hole in the middle it's, it's almost an airy sense around the place because obviously you had those such big buildings stood there and yeah. it's because it's weird because obviously all, all of it is was such a built up area and you've just got this missing 
piece of empty, New York yeah. area where obviously these two huge structures used to be, and then you've got these two cavernous, empty areas where the you got the waterfalls now. But it's, yeah, I think that's it's eerie is how I'd I'd probably describe it. I think. I think I, I think I'd probably I would assume it's a similar feeling you get if you ever visit, visited Auschwitz. Which I've never been. Um, I'd like to go there and pay me respects and stuff. But I imagine you get the same f- feeling being there. Just yeah. grim. Mm. Like, can't believe this thing happened there. Hiroshima as well, like the memorials for that. I uh, A couple of years ago, I went to Budapest and there's a museum there called Terror House. And uh, it's dedicated to first the Nazi occupation, uh, yeah. Nazi occupation of Budapest and Hungary and then also the Soviet. And they're in the part of the museum downstairs, they have a room, and it's just the names of everybody who disappeared during the, that time. And it's the same sort of thing. They're all lined up. And then the next room is all the conspirators' names. And the naming and shaming. But that's that's bizarre to yeah, walk that's... through. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, that sounds... But there's a thing, though, with the with the Twin Towers thing. It's the size of it that, like... Yeah. kind of makes it feel humble. Yeah. And it, you know, I can't really put into words what I mean, but... Just the epicness of it, like kind of thing, and this massive hole. I don't know. It just just something about it just brings it home to you, like yeah. what a massive kind of deal it was. You know what I mean? The, it's one of them events in it. Like we won't turn this into the nine eleven podcast, but it's it's one of them moments. I think that everybody remembers where they were and what what they were doing. And yeah, stuff. yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Did you do anything fun in New York? Nine uh, eleven. Yeah, we uh, went to Juliana's Pizza. Oh yeah, like famously, like number one pizza in New York, and it was amazing. Yeah, 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 loved that. Probably what was the well, you're the fussiest person I know when it comes to pizza. Yeah, how how did it? <laughs> how, <laughs> Not denying it, just straight. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen you eat like a real. I've seen a really well made Italian pizza before. You look at it, turn your nose up. Yeah, what was it? What were we like in New York? It's funny you mention that because I know you're. A big fan of the mar- the old market. Well, you say you're a big fan of the pizza. I, <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, I remember you used to rave about the pizza from the market in town. Yeah, the Italian Polish place. And we had the pizza. From, uh, uh, yeah, Italian, the Italian Poland. Yeah, Italianish. <laughs> Italian Polish. Yeah, Polian. Yeah, uh, but I I love the pizza from Giuliano's. I thought it was class. But uh, who and who went with said he preferred San Lorenzo in town. Oh yeah. And Mike G said I think I think he said he preferred the market pizza. So I think you 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 probably in that boat, wouldn't you? That market pizza is very good. But I think for me Giuliano's was a uh, amazing. That market pizza's moved now. Got their own shop. Got their own they shop, have, yeah. Moved. I've been several times. Yeah, yeah. Making this very localised now. <laughs> yeah. well, um, I, I, I lean towards the more Polish rather than Italian. No, I just get uh, Polish yeah, food. Polish food. Yeah. Um, well, what was what, would you, what did you get on your pizza? How big was it? It was prosciutto and arugula. Oh, la di da. Basically ham and rocket salad. How big was it? Was it a big one? Uh, we got two just we got we got a margarita and the that prosciutto one and just shared in between us but uh, yeah it was class but uh, I actually think the, the, to top that pizza on the last night on the Sunday uh, the most New York thing we did in Times Square was we got cheesecake from a bakery around the corner and I can't remember the name of the bakery now but it's famous for having like uh, Democrat politicians going in there and they've got pictures up on the wall of them all like uh, yeah. Clinton and stuff getting, getting their baked, baked goods from there I got a chocolate cheesecake from there Went around the corner to a place called Ray's Pizza, right on Times Square. Got a slice of like just some <laughs> kind of meat pizza from there, and that was incredible. Like just yeah, they got mugged, and you were like, "This, yeah, <laughs> this is New York." Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mentioned before, we did get mugged in the cab ride on the way in. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, uh, then fake taxis. Yeah. <laughs> That's some else. Different kind of fake taxi. What <laughs> so was that, John? You ended up in a fake taxi. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that raised pizza and that cheesecake was just absolutely incredible. Like, I was uh, going to ask, like, what was the food like in New York? Because I imagine you get the best of both worlds in New York. You probably yeah, get... you, can, you can get anything kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, Did you try any of the uh, streetcar food? I had a couple of hot dogs, but I'll be honest with you, they weren't that impressive. Uh, yeah. Well, they're not They're not supposed to be, are they? <laughs> no, but I really thought, like, you see in films and stuff, people get these massive hot dogs. Yeah. They were just like little... The tiny... Tiny little they? tiny yeah. hot dogs. Kind Did of you thing. try any For like two dollars, and I was yeah. like, it was okay, I ate it, but I was expecting one of these like giant, you know... Hot dogs, but nowhere, nowhere seemed to do them. <laughs> like a ho, like a hoagie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everywhere just seemed to do the same kind of stuff, and they were all just like little small hot yeah. dogs. And I was like, it's nice, but I thought there'd be a bit more dog, a bit more, a bit more dog for your money, like yeah, a, bit, but... a bit more dog for your buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was amazing. I'm, already, I'm not booked it yet. I was hoping to do it today, but I'm going to book her to go back in October for the NFL. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I had basketball as a game, as a sport, yeah. <laughs> recommended for if you go to New York, it's always good to catch a basketball game. I imagine with the amount of teams they've got there, there's always a game on. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like but I'm going back in October uh, at a time when NFL and NBA will both be on, so I might be able to catch uh, catch both games. So, have you considered going anywhere other than New York? Would you not want to? Sample maybe Chicago. Or... I would, I definitely would do. The only thing is with the flights and stuff, it's just so much easier to go to New York. Yeah, like I'd love to, to do California, but it's like San Francisco as well. Yeah, Seattle. But it's just such a long, much such a further travel travel to do. Uh, yeah. You'd have to like fly to New York, then like fly to San Francisco from there, kind of thing. Or, yeah, you know, it'd just be a lot. It's a lot longer to fly to the West Coast. You I can think, yeah. you can get direct flights, but you'd have to go from like London. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, like. Um, sorry to any of our LA listeners, but I've heard LA's a dump. Certain parts of it is, I think, um, yeah. Ben and Heggy, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> they've been, they've said like, obviously you see LA in sort of like films and TV shows. City of like, Angels. You sort of like, how you have this like grandiose sort of like vision of it. And then when you actually get there, it's sort of like, it's t- totally not what you see on the TV and everything like that. Yeah. It's, de- it's completely different and sort of like so many areas of it is run down and just so dirty and just, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go Detroit? I heard it's going off around there. Like. Yeah, yeah, Detroit would be interesting. Interesting nightlife. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been on Google Maps and looked at Detroit these days? No. Like, it's crazy. Just run down. It looks like it's from the future, but in like, a, you know, like a dilapidate. Apologies to our Detroit listeners. Uh, it looks like it's full on Robocop it's like Fallout yeah Robocop's a good a good shout as well yeah. there's pictures you'll see I remember seeing one it was a comparison of a house clearly all it was was a house that had been abandoned over the past like few years but in one picture Detroit looks really nice with this dead nice house there and the next picture's taken from the same place but a few years later and the whole place just looks like like I said Robocop yeah. like some shit's gone down there that's the funny thing like Robocop was set in the future in Detroit and it showed this vision of Detroit like falling apart and it's like it's kind of happened like, yeah, yeah it actually has like it's, yeah. it's crazy and the weird thing was that Rubber Cup was all shot in Dallas so I don't know I don't know why they set, they set it in Detroit kind of thing but but yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a prophetic uh, yeah. 
film. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, if I go, I, I want to. I'd like to go to Seattle. That's my, that's my yeah. Idea. Seattle's like up there on my list, but yeah. it's just it being the other side is a bit of a pain. Yeah, just to get to. But like I said, I'm definitely my plans at the moment. I want to try and do New York every year, kind of thing. At the moment, until I get bored of it, and then I'll m- maybe look into a you know the West Coast or something. Is New York a bit like I'm gonna like? Is it? I've been to London. Right, yeah. is New York like London, but just a bit more obnoxious and louder? I see. I I didn't find it obnoxious at all. Like, uh, well, New York or London? <laughs> oh, uh, London New is York. also obnoxious. I, I feel like London might be more obnoxious. Maybe, I think London. Apologies might be to our London listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing of like, Peter, the Americans in New York, people say they're really nice and stuff. Uh, the, I, I do find, they? Also, people say they're really nice, but it feels like a bit false or something. I always got the impression in New York it was more of that. Like, also, hey. like in terms of like the service industry and stuff, you know, when oh, you're, okay. you're like right. being served food and stuff and talk to people in bars. And uh, I thought like the people would be really nice, but it might feel a bit phony kind of thing, but it didn't. Like everyone was absolutely sound. Like, yeah. I mentioned before, like we were talking to the concierge in the hotel and it was just the best guy ever kind of thing, yeah. you know. Is uh, that because he complimented you? Yeah, he said, he said he had a cool haircut, <laughs> which, which must definitely have been a lie, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he said to him five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that took a bit of getting used to the tip, the tips. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. How would you uh, feel about that? I mean, I, I'm all for it, me personally. I, 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 I obviously. For, for the uninformed listener, do you want to explain the tipping system? Yeah, well, basically, uh, if you're buying drinks or food in a restaurant, you'll get the bill, but then you're expected to add like between twenty and thirty percent tip. Do you do that in England at the moment? No, you're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, keep in mind, you're twenty percent. So like. Yeah, some, I mean, some of these meals were coming to like hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and he then meant to add twenty percent onto that as well. So it's, you know, it, but I, you don't mind doing it, I think, because the service was that good that yeah. you don't mind doing it. It's like it's been great. I've I've tipped twenty percent maybe once or twice, but only when it's been like amazing, amazing service. service. Like ten yeah. percent is my usual. Don't forget, in America though tips are figured into their wage. So they're not on minimum wage, they're below minimum wage and they're expected to make it up with tips. Which is yes, why yeah. the culture is so different to us. Like yeah. in England, 10% would sort of be the top I'd ever tip. Yeah. Unless it was like properly exceptional. But in America, you know, when I've been in America, I've like, I think I've got above 20% before, like if it's good. Yeah. Um, like I've definitely like really tipped heavily over there. Yeah. But I, you're right, they'll properly go out the way to like look well, that, after that's you sometimes. The thing, like the way it's set up, People would think like, oh, it's ridiculous, you've got to pay that much for a tip. But because the people serving you know that it's in their best interest to do a good job because they'll get a bigger tip, it makes everything work so much better. You know what I mean? Like You're the, saying it's like capitalism. Yeah, capitalism works, yeah. <laughs> Vote Trump 2020. <laughs> but yeah, uh, do you know what I mean? Though? The whole thing, like... From a consumer, here, lamp, from like, a consumer sort of perspective, you, you can understand why it works so well. Yeah. Like over here in the UK, stop me if you disagree, but I think the service industry in the UK is absolutely appalling. <laughs> like just every single level of it, you know, just anything you have to try and deal with is always an absolute shit show. Everything's a hassle. Yeah. I've, 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 had, I've had many a good waist, waitress. Uh, ooh. I've had many a good waitress experiences and wait, right. waiter experiences. Like Service experiences. Service experiences. <laughs> that was the word I was like. John, is it just you? Is that what we're getting at? Maybe, Is it yeah, just you that's having these bad experiences? Yeah. Oh, but for example, Steve, I told you my issues with the bank card. Do you remember this back before Christmas? I, yes, I'm I was trying to buy very, my, very aware of aware this, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, trying to buy my new TV and I had an absolute nightmare and just getting palmed off left, right and centre. Just stuff like that, like in the US. I imagine it would just be so much easier to deal with 
you know, if you're going to tip people at the end of it kind of thing, it's in their best interest to do a, do a better job for you. I was over here, which no one cares. Uh, would you? How much more about New York have you actually got? Like, I'm, I'm done. Well, I've got one last question then. Would you ever consider moving to New York? Yeah, definitely. Like, talking about while I was over there, I know it's totally a pipe dream, but that would be... You know, when you, get, you go to a place, and uh, I was... Oh, oh, obviously, obviously, I was expecting it to be amazing, but it's better than I expected. And it was just like... I was so jealous of everyone who lived there. I was like, I want to live here. Like, yeah. this is the dream kind of thing. Yeah. If you could live in Queens and travel to, to Times Square every day for work. Like, I, the hustle and bustle of a, a place doesn't bother me. You know, like, some people don't like that. Do yeah, I'm not into that, myself. But, but I, I love it. I love the uh, the livelier places like that kind of yeah. thing. So. The sea that never sleeps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love, that would be the dream. That. The guarantee that you're going to get mugged one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Yeah, you're, you're much more likely to get murdered as well. Yeah. And shot. But even oh, that, like, uh, there was, uh, in the past, New York's been, you know, very rough on it and stuff. Uh, had a bit of a bad reputation, but at no point did it feel unsafe or anything like that. You know what I mean? It always felt like you were totally safe. You were probably in the touristy bits, though. Well, you? no, we went to Brooklyn and stuff. Uh, oh, did you? Again, just felt, you know... Fit right in? If anything, it felt safer than Manchester. <laughs> really? I, I, I'd say so, yeah. And Liverpool, yeah, definitely. Go to Williamsburg, it feels a bit less safe over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so yeah. yeah, it was good to hear, good to hear about your trip. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Um, I cr- nearly cried, I didn't, I'm, I've got one story to tell. Uh, I think this happened since we last recorded. It was a, few, it was a while ago. Um, I was. I nearly crashed my car. I didn't. Um, but I told this story in work the other day and uh, I had a couple of people laughing about it so I thought I'd share it so you know in a car you can't move your car seat forward or backward whilst it's in motion now now a smart man would tell you that it's because of the momentum of the car if you just loosen your seat you'll just just, you know you'll move in the car when you shouldn't be so I I was driving at about 35 mile an hour and tried to put my car well, it was in gear and I couldn't move the car seat. So I thought, there's a mechanism in this car which is stopping me from moving my seat whilst I'm driving. So, of course, I took the car out of gear whilst I'm driving. So I was still doing 30. Um, took the car out of gear, um, went to move the car seat, uh, and I flew forward in the car. Now, at this point, my arm got wrenched behind the gear stick because my arm was in the wrong position. Um, as I flew forward over the steering wheel, I had a belt on, but... I went over the steering wheel. With the momentum of flying forward, my foot went onto the brake, so the car slammed to a, a halt from 30 with, whilst I'm flying forward in the car, and I wrapped myself more or less around my steering wheel, <laughs> and, yeah, nearly caused an incident. Yeah, that's that's why you don't. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is why... I've learned, I've learned now that's why you can't move your car seat yeah. whilst, whilst you're actually moving, because I nearly died... Well, that's probably an exaggeration, but I nearly broke my arm. But you've learned your lesson, you won't do that again, will you? So. Well, I have tried it since. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm sure I've heard a similar story. Yeah, I've, before. I've tried, I, I, I actually tried it the other day when I was going a lot slower. <laughs> but because we were talking about like, what, what do you do in a car? I don't recommend anyone try this, but for the drivers in the room, Sam, yeah. um, when, when you're driving, you use your left foot for the clutch. Yeah. It's like, well, you ever tried swapping legs? So yeah. you're crossing your legs over to use your right foot on the clutch and then trying to like break with your left foot. 
Yeah. Yeah. All this madness. Mm. It makes things a lot more difficult. <laughs> I've got a little challenge though, isn't it? Like a little challenge. Uh, like, like, it is a little challenge. <laughs> a little personal it challenge. Just, it just feels alien using the wrong wrong feet on the wrong pedals. Yeah. Like, it's like a game. Yeah, like, it's like a bit, a bit more interesting for yourself. Well, make, make it a bit more fun. Fall asleep with the wheel over here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a game, but yours and other people's lives are at risk. <laughs> yeah. Makes it more fun. <laughs> well, then, well, that's it. It's like, who doesn't love a bit of danger, a bit of risk? Yeah, I assessed the risk. I was like, if I don't do this, I'll be bored and I'll fall asleep. What would you prefer? Me to fall asleep at the wheel or use the wrong feet on the wrong pedals <laughs> and try and drive like that? Yeah, just keep it interesting. Keep so it make, interesting. Take it to the next level. You can try and change gear with your tongue or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I once, oh, I don't, should I be saying this if I'm like, yeah, on the roads? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Well, I, I once spent a good uh, 10 minutes driving once without using my hands. <laughs> just at all so yeah. I just I just stayed with me knees and, 10 minutes uh, yeah it was like the, the turns weren't too significant so you can use your knees and I was just in fifth gear the whole time was it like on the motorway no I'm not going to say where but it was, <laughs> well, I don't want to say um, I have done it once on the motorway but it, it was when it was all uh, backed up and stuff so it was a lot more safe I like it that was like the grown up version of like uh, doing no hands on a bike and it's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah what more fun what more dangerous <laughs> yeah but like if you ever tried to drive with your knees it's like yeah. sound. Like you're still ready you're still ready to slam on because your yeah. feet are there at the pedals so you know if there's ever a problem then you're fine yeah. I was going speed limit is it even illegal yes <laughs> only if get, only if you get caught <laughs> like a really shit version of the Tesla's auto drive isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well that's it like it made me feel like I had a much more expensive car because I was safely automatically driving my car with my knees so you know yeah, we've, all, we've all learned something yeah. that I'm an idiot <laughs> well, I say, I Joe I'm alright for that lift though <laughs> <laughs> I did mention before you won't do that again but it sounds like you will so. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Sam, Steve, you got anything you want to update before we move on to some content? <laughs> well, I did go on holiday, but it wasn't to New York, so Where was I feel it? like it's kind of down. I went to Amsterdam, but it rained a lot. Oh, right. So I sat around the fire and drank a lot of beer. Affelgum blonde. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's a Dutch word. Uh, how many how many drugs did you do in Amsterdam? Uh, zero. How many prostitutes? Zero. <laughs> Did you really go to Amsterdam? <laughs> well, as a man of culture, I went to a lot you of museums and art galleries. A culture vulture. Yeah. I went to a couple of museums. I went to the Rijks Museum, which is the big main one. Um, that's really nice. What have they got in there? They've got uh, they've got a few big big boys in there. Is it a bit? Is it anything like top tier lads? <laughs> they sit in the street. Is it anything like the British Museum, which is just full of other culture yeah. stuff that we've never given back? Um, well, yeah, because the Dutch were also really into being a a, col- a colonialist power. They were yeah, yeah. fully on board of that. Um, but no, the Rijks Museum is pretty cool. They've got some Vermeer there. Um, the milkmaid's a famous painting by Vermeer. They've got um, as a man of culture. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got some they've got quite a lot of Rembrandts the Nightwatch that's quite impressive because it's really big so you just walk around the doorway and it's just this massive painting on the wall it's pretty cool sounds good yeah so what's next <laughs> <laughs> Sam where have you been um, actually that's worth addressing that Inman has not done a podcast since <laughs> April last year I think alright Sam where, where the hell have you been for the nine months before that I think I hadn't done a podcast since yeah like a, yeah, another year <laughs> like before, a year that, before that. that yeah 
This um, is actually mine and Sam's first time on a podcast yeah. together. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I suppose you finished your football manager games. That why you've came out. <laughs> that's, what, that's where I've been. <laughs> um, yeah, football manager's probably been <laughs> since that's come out in November. I've racked up three hundred hours on that. Um, on the just the new one. Yeah, just the new. Before one. you before you go into any further explaining, can you just tell John who's on your Liverpool team? Because uh, I want Charleston. No, no, no. Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, oh. not signing ever any Everton players. Oh, right. No, they probably just won't <coughs> so, sign anyway. <laughs> um, signed Ronaldo and Messi, haven't they? For the, it's the same for the team. team. Oh. It's the same team <laughs> with Mbappe as well. Yeah, and, 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 and already Mbappe. the, the uh, Liverpool team. And it's like, you've brought the game, so. Yeah, they've already yeah. passed it though. Yeah. Messi and Ronaldo, so. <laughs> bad, bad, bad call there, man. <laughs> in, the, in the January transfer window as well. <laughs> Should have gone for Calvert Luna instead. And Haaland. And Haaland, yeah. Yeah, that, that interests me more than them too. Like Harlan would be class. Sold him on already though. Oh so. god. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to move, so oh, well, fair can't enough. keep him. Can't keep him around. No, so been smashing football football manager. What else? Been up to anyone else? Um, I've had a. I suppose the big news is I had an offer accepted on the house. Oh, so congrats! Finally, growing up, I suppose. And it's just on the corner from here. Uh, from, am I right in thinking? Yeah, it's fairly close. Just on Manchester Road, on the just road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. One of many Manchester roads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you don't have to buy it. What, <laughs> what? What number? <laughs> um, yeah. So looking forward to that going through and. Yeah, it's first house getting on the property ladder. Excellent, congratulations. Yeah. Yep. So, it's, it's, doing yeah, all the DIY and all that. Yeah. yeah, it's great fun being on the property ladder. Yeah. You just, I suppose you lose less money than when you're renting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, can't complain. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, congratulations. Cheers. When do you uh, move in? Um, had the offer accepted, so just get going for all the solicitors. Right, Shit. get all that done first. All, yeah. uh, it's as stressful as everyone says it is. So <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, it's a nightmare at the moment, but yeah, it'll be fun when when it all goes through and when I'm in. But yeah. be able to do podcast at. It's gonna say Studio E. Studio E. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it'll be. Yeah. yeah, can get a few poker nights on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trash the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want to move on to just one last thing before we move on? Uh, we never did get that T-shirt made. You saying just one last thing? Just one last thing. <laughs> Uh, what about the coronavirus that's currently a pandemic that's currently well, terrorising like, the world? Not quite a pandemic, yeah, is it? Yeah, not that. I don't think it will be. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not bothered about it personally, but there seems to be a lot of bluster about it. You know, uh, everyone's shitting themselves because of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like they've closed off Italy. Italy's saying, ah, it's going to play games behind closed doors this yeah, weekend. Yeah. So cancelled the Chinese Formula One Grand Prix. Oh, really? Cancelled it, and then Jesus. they might they might cancel the Australian one, which is the the first race, which is next, <clears> next week. Well, isn't the talk of like Tokyo twenty twenty being like a bit uncertain as well? Yeah. Well, they did the marathon that they in Tokyo where they said no spectators allowed to go and view it, but they still went ahead with the marathon. So whether they do the same with the Olympic Games somehow, but well, whether they push the Olympic Games back to later in the year but the contract apparently says that this has to happen within the same year but do you think like um, do you not think it's mad that coronavirus has managed to get into the UK after Brexit 
So you say it's Brexit's fault? <laughs> well, that's what I was I was hinting towards. I think it's in this country because of Brexit. So that that's probably why that's so what we're what being punished. Are we? That's <laughs> yeah, it's Boris like a punishment Johnson from the Paris. <laughs> it's all the Tories' fault. Is Alleg- that what we're saying? Allegedly. I, I guarantee you, they'll give it a few months and there will be conspiracy theories about coronavirus being there like, already is. There already is, yeah. It's, 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 it's being a, like a man made yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, it's already, already, yeah. already yeah. yeah. Everything is a conspiracy now. To yeah. stop yeah. Liverpool winning the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the real one. They've, this has been released so that we don't win the Premier League. Like, that's why, that's how this has happened. I didn't even think about that. That could be a good outcome from the coronavirus. <laughs> Literally, it will take the world to end now because people do not want to see Liverpool win the yeah. Premier League. I want to see it. Not the world end. <laughs> I want to see Liverpool. Winning, winning the prem finally. Yeah, yeah. After thirty long years. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was months old when that happened. Last. I remember it well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the coronavirus thing, though, like I know hundreds of people are dying, but all old people who have underlying health issues anyway. So are you not worried then, or? John Old. Now he has to worry. <laughs> but. Uh, Oh yeah, John will be on the next podcast. Hopefully, the, he'll be back. You can't time. promise that. I know. I, I, I shouldn't stop. I'm sure you've said that before. Any, I, anyway, I, you I can think make every it. podcast I've said it. Yeah. But, Have you actually? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he'll be back eventually. Uh, yeah. But with the coronavirus thing, I just feel like the the numbers are deliberately inflated. A lot of these people who have been dying, they probably would have died anyway of something else. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, eventually. Like, I think yeah. it's just inevitable, isn't it? Yeah. Like stat wise, I'm sure it's just if the same people have just got normal flu. Exactly. exactly. You know no, I, mean? I think it's, it is a higher percentage. I'm sure it's like around two percent. Well, the World World Health Organization have said we're on the brink of like uncharted territory. Yeah. I think they said they're already in that. So yeah, it's, it's mad, isn't it? Like, don't eat. Bat soup or whatever it came from. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen the pictures of what bat soup looks like? No. It's, it's literally like it. It's a soup, like a brownie looking soup. But what I can only really describe is like if you imagine like a a bat sat in a sauna in a jacuzzi. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bat. The, 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 well, the way the way the way the way the way that I've seen the picture is that like the bat is literally chilling in the soup. Like oh, all, the bat's actually in it. Yeah, it's, it's like someone's dipped a bat in it. Oh, I thought it'd be just like... But it's like, it's sat there, the picture I've seen, he's sat there with his wings. I'm sure it's real. He's sat there with his wings. <laughs> <laughs> he's sat there, you know, he's, he's sat there, like, you know, he may as well be like smoking a cigar or something because he's just chilling out in this soup. And like, that's... People say, oh, you, you can't say that that's a weird thing to eat. But when it looks like, like a bat in a jacuzzi, then yeah, I'm starting to think that it's not been cooked. Yeah. Are you are you getting annoyed that there's a bat in bat soup? Uh, more that it's just so uh, so so, it looks like he's enjoying it. Would you rather this was like blended? A blended bat, yeah. yeah. At least at least blended. So you'd rather the bat wasn't enjoying it? Well, the, the the I'll have to show you the picture. It's it's just it's it's mad. I've never seen anything like it. It's literally just. Have the, you ever saw the Cornish stargazy pie? No. I'll have to show you a picture. <laughs> okay. But like on that, like it sounds a bit like a beer can chicken. You ever heard of that where people cook chicken, but they insert a beer can? Is, the, is it the anus or the neck? And <laughs> 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 one, one half of the chicken, and they cook it like that, so the beer steams and goes into the chicken. 
But you taking the piss here or <laughs> <That's totally true>. <laughs> <laughs> right. sorry as the resident vegetarian I'm like I don't, <laughs> don't know if this is real but it's just I think you'll appreciate the actual image of it when they're cooking it the chicken looks like it's on the toilet or something just like, <laughs> you know like his little legs are popped <laughs> over the side Yeah, it's just a mad image like <laughs> well, yeah but that's so similar to the bat chilling in the jacuzzi yeah, exactly. yeah 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 like Oh, I'm just just broffing, you know. Like, yeah. It's just not <laughs> just broffing. <laughs> just like no, it's not right, is it? Like I, I know people are saying, like you know, don't don't bring race into it. You know, it's just a virus kind of thing. But it's like why oh, are people in bat suit? Right. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I I heard that as well. It was like obviously you should be sensitive to what other cultures are like. You know, eating and stuff. And like, I'm sound with that. Whatever you yeah. know. Because in my eyes, you know, people like people get outraged that people are eating dogs and stuff in other countries. Yeah, I'm outraged by the treatment of the dogs, not the fact that they're eating the dogs. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you just eat cows and sheep over here. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it's but... exactly the same. It's like it doesn't matter if it's a normally domesticated animal in this culture. Like I'm a vegetarian, so I'm allowed to say this. Yeah. But yeah, like the bat soup and like just eating like snakes and stuff. Like yeah, like like I say, you know. There's this kind of like race issue to it, saying like, don't you know, don't be a uh, slandering another race because they eat something different than you. But it's like, if they're gonna eat stuff that's gonna cause a worldwide pandemic, it's like, just have some chicken. Yeah. Just don't have bat soup. Just, just know. eat, just eat something else. Have a bit of chicken. Yeah. Like the food market that it's reportedly <laughs> come from is shaky legally anyway. And yeah. I don't even think the it, hand food market. Like. Yeah. So Did it's like see- even in their own culture, it's a bit. Did you see the food preparation video that leaked out? A few videos leaked out from the food, the Wuhan it's food market. And dirt and no, it's literally like I can't remember what the animal was, but they were literally like grabbing it, uh, skinning it, and just chucking it on the floor. And it's like next to buckets of dead, like dead animals, and they're all just mm. it's just it was just it looks really unhealthy. Not unhealthy, uh, like dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just like a chicken nugget. The handle like, of it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just think like. Again, not just a case of, you know, uh, the fact it's bat soup, like blowfish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Potentially kill you. It's like, yeah. do you want some blowfish? I'd rather have something that won't potentially know. kill me. Like, I, that's that's got me from The Simpsons, if you remember that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, what, what do they call it? What's the fish called? Fugu. Fugu, that's right. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. from then on, I was like, right, just stay clear of all this mad stuff, like... Like in Japan, um, I think it's not worth the risk, is it? You know what I mean? No, but it's like in Japan, like old boy, he don't don't somebody eat like a live octopus. Yeah, well, actually, I saw a thing of the week about this. A young girl, uh, have you seen the thing that trended on online? A young girl was trying to eat a live octopus, and it like massively damaged her face because it was like fighting for its life, like yeah, and it like it cut all her face open and stuff, and like pulled. There's a picture of it stuck to her face, like pulling all the skin off, like it, it. yeah, don't eat, don't eat live octopuses. No, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop eating, stop eating live octopuses. Yeah, stop, stop like, yeah. For me, like I said, it's just any culture can do what they want, but you know, yeah, you. I'm in no position to tell other cultures how to live, am I? So I'll just no, that's fine. I think we've done a damage already. <laughs> <laughs> with, yeah. uh, with I was trying so hard to try and bring some level back to it, but I was like, no, no. So, so yeah. we've, we've pissed off the Asian culture. We'll move on to somebody else next week. I'd already slagged <laughs> off, slagged off like three cities in America <laughs> and London. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on. To so we're allowed to be mean about London now. We're British. Yeah, that, London's okay, yeah. 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 yeah, we're allowed to say that, aren't we? Um, right, I want to talk about some films and some games and that. Yep. I've got no TV this week, but um, we'll start with films, games. What do you, what do you fancy? 
I'll just chuck just really quick, I've got nothing much to say about it. I watched a film called The Turning at the cinema a few weeks ago. Were you, did you like it? It's a new version of The Turning of the Screw, you know, the, the old classic tale. God, the old Cl- classic, classic tale. The classic Turning of the Screw. Yeah. And it was garbage, absolute garbage. Oh, yeah. Did you, were you turning around in your seat to leave? I, I refer to it now as The Turning. The, the, the <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Uh, There's just a weird little interesting thing about the making of it. Steven Spielberg was involved in producing it because like, he, he likes the original tale and he thought it'd be a good good thing to do a modern version of it. It's got one of the kids out of Stranger Things, isn't it? Is it like Finn Wolfhard or something it's called? It's a shit name. It's an awful name. But he's uh, like the, one of the main kids in it. And it's about a childminder who's looking after two kids. I'm just going to spoil the film because honestly none of you should even bother watching it. It's garbage. But it's all about basically that she thinks she's being like tormented by a ghost in the house but actually she's just going insane kind of thing right and like the the film the end of the film is such a bad reveal of trying to it's just it's an awfully made film uh it's really it was horrendous <laughs> but spielberg was involved in producing it and it's gone through so many things to be made they started filming with a different director a few years ago and spielberg was unhappy with how it was going so he cancelled the filming completely changed the script to get it back more to the original tale and this is what it's ended up as you know you're just thinking I don't understand how they can make something this bad when like it's gone through so many alterations and stuff but yeah the turning one star absolute garbage yeah, yeah. great great yeah. Um, talking of like things going through numerous sort of levels and like wondering how the hell did it get to this level without someone changing something the Sonic movie came out recently now I haven't seen it but I've heard I've heard people said it's you know it's fine it's not it's not like a bad film is it like the best video game film ever? People are saying that. It it's might be the highest grossing. It's the most money as well. Well, yeah, I, film, it's yeah. took the highest, it's took the most money opening weekend in America, not worldwide. That's uh, still Detective right. Pikachu. So the, reason, uh, right, right. the reason I bring that one up is because that got all the way to the trailer stage with the nightmare version of Sonic where it just looked like, yeah. like a humanoid hedgehog Cartoon, Sonic. yeah. Like it didn't work, and then they remade it, and everyone was like, "Oh, do you know what? Fair play." Like I know, I know, I saw a lot of people online saying, "I'm gonna go see the film just simply to support the the video people who who done the effects and stuff to just show a bit of support that they listen to the fans." And we're like, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll, we'll delay the film, possibly spend millions of dollars, and fix it." And so people were supporting that. Although I do think I read after the just before the film was released, they laid off the whole. Studio. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, but um, I, I might be wrong, but yeah. Uh, talking of films I've watched recently, I've watched The Joker now. Finally. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, um, just, just Joker. Sorry, yeah, just Joker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Joker's amazing. Um, yeah, we, we we've covered it. We've covered it. We've covered it a lot in the last part as well recently. So I'm not going to go too much into it. No, it's fine. Go, go ahead. I, yeah, absolutely love that film. Um, are we, your... we going to talk any spoilers? I think we can do, because we've already covered it once anyway. I suppose, so... yeah. We'll joke of spoilers. Yeah, Warning. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. But... Yeah, skip ahead. Um, so, how do you feel oh. about uh, the Gary Glutter song being played? I tell you what, I found, I found it interesting because... I know Gary Glitter's not getting paid any money for it. He's in jail as well, isn't he? Yeah. Like, and I understand the moral problems with having that song in the film. But if I looked at it simply, if you forget about all the pain he's caused, which is 
which is quite the leap you have to make anyway. Yeah. Um, using that song is almost. Um, it, what I'm trying to say here is that using that song is like appropriate for that character because it's just like it's a it's a messed up song that nobody's listening to anymore. They're not allowed to listen to anymore because of what happened. But it made sense to me that that song was used about that character. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a controversial song for like a controversial character. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was almost like that was that's like a meta layer yeah, on top yeah. of what, the, the whole scene. The whole thing is weird. That scene. Yeah. That's why it's become so iconic now. Like that's yeah. You know, if I recency bias, but it, I can't name many iconic scenes from like the last ten years of film. Whereas that one's yeah, that, straight that to the top of me yeah. mind. Yeah. So, I, but it made, made perfect sense to me artistically why you would use that song. Yeah, and you know, as long as he's not getting paid, uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he, he, he dies soon. And then that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, if you can't say, "Oh, I hope that paedophile's dead," then who who can you wish dead? Not to go off on on, on a, a different tangent, but I'll just chuck this in quickly. Have you heard about the Roman Polanski uh, thing recently, where he won an award, a French film, uh, yeah, French film, seven minutes. And a lot of the actresses walked out because he's a convicted paedophile. Yeah, yeah. Can't go back to the US and like. Yeah. I think it's quite a strong stance, you know, to make. Uh, they call it the French Oscars, don't they? That's, like, I'm pretty sure. Sorry, just I, uh, for any listeners, my uh, washer, <laughs> <laughs> the washing machine in the background just kicked into high gear. So <laughs> hopefully it'll stop in a minute. <laughs> uh, that award show is like the French Oscars, isn't it? Yeah, I think like, so. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the way I saw it described. Yeah. Um, so it's like the biggest show in France and. Given an award to a, he's been convicted, hasn't he? Well, he can't go back to the US because he'll be arrested straight away. So I don't okay, know whether alleged, I think alleged yeah. pedophile. Well, I don't, I don't think it's alleged. No, I, I think, think he's been convicted in ab, is it like convicted absence here or something? Like, yeah. how, however it works when you're yeah. not in the country, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up before I edit this, aren't I? And yeah, yeah. Just right, right, are you ready? Are you ready? <clears throat> alleged, allegedly. <laughs> you know what? I, I, if I have to. I'll I'll put them in earlier. I don't even think it's alleged. It's more just the. The terminology of because he, he definitely can't go back to the US, but I don't know whether he's already been convicted of something or whether he would be convicted if he went back. Do you know what I mean? The, I don't know how the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They work it. I'm trying to think because is his residency France now? I take it, yeah, Europe definitely, uh, maybe Poland, I think, maybe. Okay, I'm trying to think what European country wouldn't have an extradition treaty with America, I don't know, uh, because if because surely if he went, I think because he's convicted. They would be able to extradite him, so maybe he's not convicted, mm-hmm. so they can't. Maybe right. I, I might be speaking utter nonsense there. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> nonsense. Joe, you, you definitely need <laughs> to check <good>. this. <laughs> but everything I've just said, I'll take that back. You check it for us. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check it. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. If I have to censor this up, I will. Yeah. Do you remember when you went on that rant? Oh, we want it. I'm not going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, but I'll, be, on, what, I'll beep it out. What it'll, be, it'll be funny when I beep it out. You know, when you were talking about. Um, yeah. What's what is the game? Yeah. Yeah. And you you started talking about how he was like this raging like yeah, paedophile right. rapist. Or Not paedophile, just a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I was like, I, I was listening to it. I was like, we're going pretty heavy here on. And then yeah. I went and looked it up, and no, he's he's never been convicted of anything. Def- definite rapist. It's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you talk about um, oh, he's in all he's in all films um, he's been films 
Don't like another, another rapist. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're not allowed to say that. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to beep all this out. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely rapist. But... Like, yeah, he's... he's oh. Do you reckon if I beat this out, I can beat the bit out before when we were talking about... And I was like, oh, yeah... Can I can I be down? You have to, to beat that out as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just did a whole podcast in one long beep for an hour. Oh, I'm making a lot of work for myself. Um, so so yeah, yeah, so Joker, Joker, yeah, yeah. loved it. Um, I, he's in every single scene, isn't he? Uh, Wacky that, That's what's so impressive about the film. Like, yeah. Just just his performance. He, he makes have, the film. He doesn't have anyone else to lean on, kind of thing. It's just him on his own for a lot of it, <laughs> with no one else. When, um, like, one of my favorite films is uh, The Dark Knight, and I didn't think anyone would do the Joker to a level. What, like, everyone's got the favorite Joker and stuff, but that Heath Ledger one for me was like it's one of my favorite like acting performances ever, especially for that character. And I didn't think anyone would ever like top it. I just don't know if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's topped it. I think it has. I, yeah, I would agree <clears> it has. For me, it's more like they're, they're just two very different portrayals of the same role, which yeah, I find definitely. fascinating that they can that's been done both in the writing for both of the films. But but like you just said, like it's the fact that he carries the whole film on his back. Just yeah, like the Heath Ledger Joker's in and out you know what I mean like it, yeah, yeah. it's not, he's, it's he's, not impre- it's an impressive a performance kind of thing though. yeah Joker <clears throat> he's like Joker is more um, it, it's, it's all, it comes as part of the package doesn't it yeah. of that film whereas this Joker film is just it feels like it's Joaquin Phoenix's film it's yeah. just him <laughs> carrying the whole thing Jesus. yeah um, he's just he, he does carry it but the writing I really enjoyed I thought his portrayal of it was really good um, yeah I like the ending really like that I thought yeah. that was great yeah. Again, we're talking spoilers, so we can mention this, but the bit when he shoots Robert De Niro, yeah, you know it's going to happen, but it's still shocking when he does it. Like yeah, just the yeah. way it's filmed and stuff, and the way the way it's handled, it's really powerful. I think I picked up very early on that not very early on, but like early on that something was going to happen to him because you wouldn't hire an actor of Robert De Niro's like caliber yeah. for a bit part role. You would hire him for the the big finale, like, yeah, and that's that's what they did. Like literally shoots him in the head live on TV, yeah, followed by pandemonium. And then yeah, I loved it at the end where Sam uh, I'm gonna talk more spoilers about the very end of the film. Then. Oh sorry Have you not seen it? No, I've not but it's fine. It's... Oh sorry. <laughs> um the the bit where he finally like when he, he sort of wakes back up after being broken out of a police car and there's like riots going on and everyone's like uh, wearing clown masks and stuff like that. He's finally got his audience. So when he's doing his dancing and stuff, all yeah. the bits that you saw earlier when he's like failing at his comedy routine and getting laughed at, at the end he's fi- he's finally got his audience. Yeah. It's like it's like this amazing moment where you're almost pulling for him, even though he's like he's literally like a really bad guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's like a film about the 1% as well, isn't it? It yeah, yeah, turns yeah. the Wayne family into the villains rather than being like... Yeah. It shows you from the poor people's point of view. And it makes them like a, a hero of the people kind of thing. I thought it would be very interesting as well that they worked in Batman's Origins again. Like, yeah. I, I, a lot of people had an issue with the fact that uh, Bruce Wayne was in it, but I, I was fine with the way they handled it. I, I was fine with it as well. <clears> um, I, I, I am a bit tired now of seeing... Oh give me your money I'm going to shoot you and then his parents dying and stuff I've, yeah. I've seen that so many times now in so many different varieties I thought we were going to go a different way with it towards the end I thought that De Niro what, uh, sorry De Niro uh, Joaquin Phoenix sorry the Joker <laughs> yeah, just Joker just Joker I thought at one point he was going to do what he did at the end and then like kill himself live on air or something I thought that 
just only because the timelines don't add up with Bruce Wayne being a kid. And I thought almost that there'd be another Joker later on in the timeline who like based himself on that. Does that make any sense at all? Like, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And I thought that's how the film would end with him dying. And then people are like, ah, it's not the actual Joker who we know of as the Joker. Like, he's the inspiration for the Joker kind of thing. But, Which would be great. That'd, but, that'd be cool. but they didn't do that, did they? No, so, they, no, yeah. they did. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But I thought all the way through, I thought that's what they're going to do. He's going to kill himself at the end. And that'll be the big finale. And like, years down the line when Bruce Wayne's older, it will influence the, the real Joker that we will know later. But No, I, I, I like that. That's a good idea. Um, I thought he was going to kill himself on stage. Then it was going to have this moment of like, oh... Don't. Uh, it's got like a mental illness theme, obviously, through the film. I was thinking yeah. they're going to make a very sympathetic end to this. And they, I suppose they did. But, yeah, I thought he was going to shoot himself. Um, and so just one more thing I don't think we spoke about last time. In terms of the performance, like, he plays Arthur Fleck, like, amazingly well, like, really well-fleshed-out character. But when he becomes Joker, it's like he's played a different character. Like, I don't think it's recognisable as Arthur Fleck anymore, like, but intentionally. It's like he's evolved into like this new thing. Like, well, he stops taking his medication, doesn't he? It's yeah. like the the actual makeup of <laughs> makeup, the makeup of the character changes as he's doing that. Yeah. So like, do you know when he stabs that guy, yeah. stabs him with the scissors, and then smashes his head against oh, the, the big wall? Guy, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize. I thought he was definitely going to murder the the little guy. The little fellow, yeah. I thought he's dead. There's no way he's getting out of it. Yeah. But then he let him go. And he says to me, "You're the only one who was ever nice to me." Yeah. Him out, like, yeah. 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 And it's just like. It's, that's that's so much more interesting than watching a bit of a, another gory thing where he murders the little fella. Yeah. I think the part like, where the, the the guy's not quite tall enough to reach the lock of the door was horrible watching yeah. that, though. I, yeah, I thought he's, he's going to do it, really. But again, like, I genuinely find Joker funny. Like The whole point is it's not funny, but like the bit where the little fella's trying to walk past him to get out and he just goes, rah! <laughs> for, like, well, I'm only joking. The, the guy's shitting himself. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, little, little bits like that. And like... Uh, when the guy can't reach the lock and he's like, Arthur, I can't, I can't get out. It's like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll let you out. <laughs> yeah, it's just really interesting. Like, yeah. really, really interesting. And the bit at the end, like, I, I found it hilarious when, like, I don't know if you're meant to find it funny, but he's defending his comedy, like, on the show and they're saying, comedy's subjective. Uh, you know, I, I find it funny and I'm tired of pretending that I don't. <laughs> just, just stuff like that. Like that. Yeah, there's that joke as well about um, they're not laughing now. As well, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, just, it's just dead appropriate for the whole thing. But going back to the performance thing, like when he becomes Joker at the end, it's, it's unrecognizable from the Arthur Fleck character. But even his voice, he goes like really camp, but it fits the, the part. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? He's yeah. playing the, he's playing Joker. It's like a camp character, but it, it just fits perfectly, kind of thing. You know when he's. Yeah. Saying like, oh, I killed those two people in somewhere. They were awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. It's like your awful movie. For me, it's a five star film. It's a, it's for me, it's it's gone straight into my, I don't know where, but it's in my favorite films list. I don't know how long that list is, but it's, it's gone my, straight in there. It's my new favorite Todd Phillips film ahead of Hank the Hangover. <laughs> it's in a lofty company there. <laughs> Watched a couple of films uh, recently that I just want to quickly touch on. Sausage Party. Oh, have, you, have you ever seen that? Seth Rogen, yeah. Have you not seen that? I've not saw it. You're in for a treat, Steve, when you do watch that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the plot, there is no plot. It's just, it's just, uh, what would you say? Um, super, like Toy Story, Toy Story, but with food in a supermarket. Yeah, but like all the humour's dead crude. A lot more crude, yeah. A lot of racist jokes. Um, I, I liked it, but yeah, it's not, it's, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I've not watched it for a couple of years now, but I liked it. I found it funny. 
just some of the names like I love the fact that Ed Norton plays a bagel and it's yeah, called Ed Bagel Jr. <laughs> a, Jewish, <laughs> a little Jewish bagel and stuff. <laughs> but he, he, but yeah, it's that all the stereotypes in it. Yeah. The is pretty funny. It's just, um, yeah, there's not much plot to it. There's the bit in it, John, you'll, I don't know if you'll remember it, but there's a bit where they're all in the trolley and the trolley, like the wheel comes off and they all fall out of the trolley, but the flower hits the floor first. So instantly there's dust everywhere of like flour. But then it cuts to the main sausage and he's like caught up in all this flour and it's like a war zone. Yeah, yeah. So like right, yeah. he looks over and there's a jar and all his insides are shattered, like, like, shattered <laughs> and he's like trying to put all the stuff back in the jar. <laughs> there's people like getting like crushed. Um, the banana's face gets peeled at one point and yeah. stuff and it's just, it's horrific. Like, you would never ever be able to show that film to a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I, I, I was, some kid accidentally put that on thinking it was Toy Story or something. Yeah, like. it's still in for a, a yeah. wild one. Like, the way the film ends as well. Which yeah, just, about the big food orgy at the end. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the thingy... Oh, um, I can't remember his name from... Is it Nick Kroll from The League? Um, yeah, is he the douche? He's the douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, when the, he gets ruined um, and he starts, like, drinking, like... I can't remember what he drinks, but it's, like, juice and stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm juice stuff. Yeah, there's a bad guy going in the air. Yeah, it's just this this juice walking around. Juice? Douche. 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 <laughs> it's just him walking around as the bad guy. It's just yeah. like, he's like a non... You meet the non-perishables, the people who've lived there forever because <laughs> nobody's bought them because they don't perish. It's a it's a really good film. Yeah. So I watched that. I was that was a laugh. Um, watched this is the end as well. I've seen that again, again. That, that's I think you, you know what you're getting with a Seth Rogen film. Like I I enjoy Seth Rogen's uh, work, so I thought it was okay. I I I was on, I've been on a bit of a Seth Rogen binge recently, and I watched um, Bad Neighbors one and two as well. Yeah, I think out of the that list of films <laughs> I've mentioned, Bad Neighbors one is probably my favorite. I just think it's 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 just funny. It's just, I remember, it's I remember cool. really liking Bad Neighbors one. I remember the big joke in it was with the the car airbag. Do you remember that? But like, does it he? Someone uh, what's the word when you like covertly put something somewhere? I can't think of the word. Can't think of the word. Uh, <laughs> reverse steel. Well, like to, to plant. To plant, plant. That's the word. Reverse steel. <laughs> <laughs> plant. Yeah. Someone plants like a car airbag in like uh, one of the guys' office chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that being like the, the big joke of the film. Like, yeah. Everyone, everyone loved it at the time. Dead funny. But that yeah. was really good. Just, yeah. Just great. Yeah. Was, does it come back in part two as well at one point? The. Uh, I can't, I can't remember if that exact or joke does, but it's they're both worth watching. I think I've got, I've not really got much to say about them to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I think like as a wider thing, I just I just like Seth Rogen's films. Like, I like him as an actor. He's, he's, does he have a hand in writing these films? I think so. I'm sure he does. Like Judd yeah. Apatow is like the all. I am a big fan of most of his films. To be honest, the, the ones he's directed. I don't know um, if Judd Apatow is that big a presence anymore. He used to do loads of films. He's sort of not around as much. Yeah. It's that like era of what between like 2004 and 2014. Maybe I say so. Yeah, like knocked up and stuff. And yeah, yeah, knocked up. Started, I watched yeah, that for that the other night. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Those kind of yeah, films. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like he he did he did a massive spell of films like two a year maybe. And they just kind of died off. Like the last one yeah. I remember him doing was Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. See, I remember you watching that, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Amy Schumer, but no, you don't like Amy Schumer. You no. don't like females. Do you? Well, just just uh, just something don't about think they're funny, do you? Well, well, no, no. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, yeah, she's awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the last film I watched that Judd Apatow did. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I've got the only the, the the main film I'm looking forward to this year is Dune. Denis now, Villeneuve. Yes, um, I nearly picked up the book the other day because I feel I don't know whether I want to read the book. There's more than one book in there. There's, there's numerous. Books. Yeah, there's a massive like. <laughs> I'm you never going to get through them before yeah, the film. Yeah, because the guy's son just carried on as well. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Is that so... Yeah, I think it's like the first... I'm going to say six, but that's... I'm making that up probably. Like, was by Frank Herbert? No. That does sound right. I, I was going to say James Herbert or something. I was going to say Herbert a minute ago. Yeah. yeah I sure like the, the first couple are by him, and then his son just carried on after it. And I'm sure his sons possibly wrote more than they were originally. I don't think the quality of the Sun stuff's great, but right. apparently the first one. I'm sure it's Frank Herbert. I'm, I don't know. Um, maybe just bleep that out this one. <laughs> but uh, apparently, you say you're being after. I don't have to. You do. <laughs> but apparently, the first book's really, really good. Okay. See, like, um, I was considering reading them because I know, I know, there's been one other. They've tried this before. Yeah. Well, it's David Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah. But he. I'm, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a name that's always used in credits when a, a director or somebody disowns oh, God, a project. I, I know this. I know it as well, but I forgot it. But when you look it up, is it worth Googling it? No, you're okay. Keep going. <laughs> It'll come um, back to <laughs> uh, So I know they've tried to do June before, and David Lynch did it, and then he more or less what, disregarded the project afterwards and was like, don't want to be associated with that. So that's when they use that fake name that yeah. is used on lots of projects. So when you see that director's name, you know it was actually directed by someone else. Um, I don't think it's on that far, though. It's still a David Lynch film. Like, no, apparently there are, there are some versions. I was I was reading oh. about it. Yeah, there's some versions where he's just disowned it. But, like, it's, it's his most... Hate is a strong word, but his most disliked film due. But I still think it's a really interesting film, like what he did yeah. with it and stuff. It's a... You can tell it's a David Lynch film when you watch it. Some of the, the mad sci-fi kind of body horror elements of it. Yeah, the weird stuff. Yeah, the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know it's David Lynch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The weirdest um, thing is that Sting's in it. That's the... Uh, oh, Sting's Sting yeah. one of the main characters, yeah. So that, the wrestler, or are you? Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> the start of the NWO in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, <yeah. laughs> um, but it's uh, Kyle McLaughlin as well who's the main guy. He is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, like... I want to read the books, but then I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm just going to wait for the film, watch the film, because I'm going to get more out of the books anyway, I imagine, when I get around to it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really... I can't, I can't wait for that film, but it's supposed to be this year. Yeah, yeah, end of the year, yeah. yeah. My introduction to June was a, an Amiga video game called uh, June 2, which was just which is what became Command and Conquer. Command uh, oh, right. and Conquer just copied June 2. And that that's how I learned about the sandworms and stuff. Then I went back and watched the film after that. And it's a really interesting uh, like sci-fi series, but it kind of puts me off knowing that there's so many books that it's kind of like it, it's too much to even consider getting into. You know what I mean? For I think, me, is it worth just reading the first one? Maybe. I think I think so, but I think you're right. Where maybe watch the film then read the book. Yeah. Because I feel like the book is probably going to be better than the film. Yeah. The I mean book, that might not be fair to say, but I know the book's quite big. I think that's why so people there's be were, a lot of stuff missing from the film. Yeah, that's why people were like on its back a bit because it wasn't a faithful adaptation of the book. Kind well, of thing, the... um, it's very politics heavy the book, and it's a lot to do with like. I've got I've got a feeling Joel's going to say this name in a minute. I'm sure it's Roger something. 
Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy, yeah, Roger Smithy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, um, Steve, Steve you, you finish your point and then I will read up some of these films that are actually no, directed okay. by Alan well, Smithy. Well, I can say straight away, American History X is one of them. I said, let's let Steve oh, finish sorry. first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, apparently the book is very politics heavy, which is something that doesn't always translate very well to films. Yeah. Sometimes you can lose it a little bit. It's a bit easier to read a political drama. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know, but I think... No, you're definitely be, right. It's a bit easier to read about a political drama than it is to maybe watch it sometimes. And not only that, it's about like the, the trading and taxation of spice and stuff like that. It's yeah. about mining spice and stuff. And when you explain it like that about being about politics and like trading and taxation, it sounds like the Phantom Menace, which obviously people didn't like either. <laughs> but I think the thing Phantom Menace it was just done badly. Like George, no, George Lucas doesn't know how to do politics. It's probably the best Star Wars film. It's but. not. No. <laughs> so just on um, the Alan Smithy credit on Dune, it's um, only for the version as extended and edited for broadcast television. Ah, so right. he's obviously looked at that broadcast television version and went, I'm not having my name anywhere near that. It's nothing to do with him, yeah. Yeah, they they also changed the name of the um, screenwriting credit to Judas Booth, which was actually, that's not a person who exists. That's just two of the other people who I think worked on the film and just merged the two names. Judas. <laughs> um, got some films for you. Um, the in-flight version of Meet Joe Black. Is, <laughs> is edited by Alan Smithy. He's yeah. A, he's yeah. He's decided not to do that. Um, I forgot. Yeah, that's worth mentioning that you just said there. When I flew to a uh, New York City, they had the films on the plane. They're not edited anymore for, for for flight. They used to edit them for flight. Yeah, it's weird that these now said, they're just the full films. Yeah, kind of thing. It's like once upon a time in Hollywood was on there with like with that ending, and it's just like. Kids could see this, like if it's just shown on your screen. What's the time in Hollywood is way up there with me. My it, that might be my favorite film of last year. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. above Joker. I think I would give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I put it above Joker. I had Irish. I, the I, is it the the Irishman, not just Irishman. I still want to watch that. You know, I have the Irishman at number one. Just why we're filling time with Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll read some of them out for you, but I've, yeah, yeah. I've not heard them all. Uh, the Insider. Have you heard of that? Yeah, Al Pacino. So, uh, yeah, as edited for television. Television version is not. Right. I did not. Michael Mann film, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Alan Smithy for TV. Didn't know that. Um, Heat. Heat from nineteen ninety five. That's Michael Mann again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's all that. But Apparently, as I uh, yeah, as I to the television again. It must be a lot of TV versions that they just don't want anything to do with. Yeah, because you know. they'll just be like. But I'm sure American History X was the actual theatrical release of it. Tony, oh, what's he called? Tony K. I'm sure washed his hands of it and just said it. Call it an Alan, Alan Smithy film or something. Yeah, I can't find that on the Wikipedia page. Oh, Sorry, yeah. my sources page. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, scent of a woman. Al Pacino again. <laughs> That's the, the the airline version. Is it just all Al Pacino films? Pete, <laughs> the insider. Uh, have you heard of River Made to Drowning? No. No. Picture of Priority? Nope. Sub Down? This is probably why we've not heard of him because they're so bad. Shit, like, just call them out on Smithy. Mighty Ducks, the animated series, the first face off. <laughs> it's in the films, but. <laughs> uh, Hellraiser, Bloodline. Ah, that's probably about the fifth one, I think, or something. The Hellraiser series. I've been thinking there's a new Hellraiser coming. Is there? I mean, I feel like there is. They went to a phase where they were just churning out TV, yeah. like TV movies, just constantly of Hellraiser stuff. You know, like sci-fi level kind of 
I do quite like the Hellraiser series. It's quite an interesting. The first couple, for yeah. sure. Like they're one of my favourite horror films after Phantasm because Phantasm's yeah. amazing. Catch Fire. No, no. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. What? That's an Alan Smithy film. Second assistant director Anderson House used the pseudonym for the first segment of the film. What was um, the first segment? It wasn't the one where Vic Morrow died. Was Vic, Vic Morrow and two children were killed <laughs> yeah, in a helicopter accident during production. Well, that's why. And then, yeah, they got their heads chopped off by a helicopter. Was that right? I didn't know. Yeah. They yeah, had an actual helicopter on set filming like a Vietnam kind of flashback. Yeah. And he was carrying the two boys and the thing like crashed. And it just that's, that's horrific. Yeah. Christ. And that's why yeah, the director, John Landis, who did like the Blues Brothers and stuff, his career kind of died after that because no one wanted to work with someone who would have that unsafe set. Yeah, things. yeah. That, that's yeah. that. You're I never do to that. just not put your name to that. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one you're like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, just some last ones. This is in other media. So Daredevil's free issues 338 to 342. They're all Alan Smith, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he was obligated to write them. <laughs> so he was like, well, not put my name on it. Uh, what else? A teaser for the Metal Gear Solid Four trailer that uh, did in two thousand uh, the E three two thousand five. That's getting too far, that isn't it? Like when people are saying, like, down, <laughs> take, take my name off that trailer, like you know, you know what I mean? It's like He's so, yeah, I think um, it can't be that bad, surely. I wonder if, <laughs> wonder if it was the release trailer and he didn't they didn't want to give a well, I mean, it's going to give the fucking character away in the trailer anyway, isn't it? Well, then again, if it's Kojima, it's probably the kind of thing he would do. Yeah, just do it on purpose. Very uh, temperamental one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, so that's that's that covered. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what else have I got? Uh, I'm done for gay. I'm done for films. You got any films you want to talk about? Anyone seen anything? Just yeah. going off what you said there with uh, one that you're looking forward to. Not really watched much recently, but uh, I'm looking forward to the French Dispatch. The first trailer came out for that recently. Uh, it's a Wes Anderson film, so it will be very, very twee and yeah. very pretty, and I like it a lot. And that's about all I can say on it, really. When's that due out? Uh, like late this year, maybe August, maybe a bit later. Is that getting Steve's one to watch? It's, yeah, my famous one to watch that <laughs> I do every podcast. Well, I'll have to do a stab now. Steve's one to watch. French yeah. Dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put well, some. Yeah, I'll put a big jingle. I'll, I'll put a jingle on that. But it's just Steve going the French Dispatch. <laughs> 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 but now he's got the usual usual cast of Wes Anderson regulars and um, Benny Colatoro which I'm well. quite excited by because I really like Benny Colatoro um, and it'll be interesting to see him in a Wes Anderson film that's going to yeah. be uh, a bit of a departure for usual there's one young actor I'm getting really sick of not that he's a bad actor in, but Timothy Chalamet he's know, also in it he's yeah. in that and I'm just sick there's of a Timothy. scene where he's in a bath so you might like that oh god yeah I don't think I'll be watching it, but I'm not that big a Wes Anderson fan. Uh, well, I think I've definitely brought Wes Anderson on the podcast before. Yeah, have we spoke about this. Yeah, so. definitely. Like uh, I love Rushmore, but it feels to me like he's got away from making actual films and just like personal vanity projects almost. Like everything looks yeah. amazing the way he wants it and stuff, but the actual films themselves just don't kind of grab me. You know, it's, the, it's the same yeah, formula content, yeah. every time as well. Like yeah. he doesn't go out of his own sort of wheelhouse. Every film is roughly the same. There'll be the main characters have like one thing that distinguishes them. So, like an example, uh, the Life Aquatic with Jesus, who is possibly my favorite film of all time, but they always just wear the red hats for the entire yeah. film, no matter what else they're wearing. There'll be like one reoccurring motif. There will definitely be a shot um, 
of like the floor plan of a building so you can see into every room like it's a doll's house that will 100% happen yeah um, and it should be loads of pastel colours yeah. yeah which I like so Sam yeah. I think I mentioned to you a while ago Steve that uh, I watched Jojo Rabbit and I was worried beforehand thinking that Taika Waititi was just like a kind of like Wes Anderson knockoff but I thought Jojo Rabbit was amazing I didn't need to I did get around to watching it I'm really annoyed at myself that I didn't because I think I would quite like it yeah I needed a word, it was actually really good, so maybe I should give Wes Anderson another go. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Search for the World of People yet? No. You should absolutely try and watch that. Yeah, now that I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit, I should actually give his other stuff a go, really. Like, Thor Ragnarok was great, wasn't it? It was one of the, yeah. best, uh, one of the best Marvel films, so... Yeah. 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 Uh, Sam, any, any films you've watched recently or are you looking forward to? Uh, I've got a couple of TV shows. Um, watch been watching um, uh, The Chef Show. Which is like a spin off of uh, the Chef film. So, John Favreau oh, right. um, and Roy Choi, um, who. Uh, Roy Choi had uh, the um, food truck uh, in real life, um, who I'm guessing sort of like is what the film is based on. Um, so, basically, them two sort of like really like relaxed show, sort of like them two in. Um, I think it's actually John Favreau's like home kitchen, um, but they often sort of like go around sort of like other people sort of like that helped them on set. So Roy Choi was basically like the train like who trained John Favreau for the film and sort of like helped him on set and stuff like that for training and yeah. everything like that. How he how he did all the scenes and everything like that. It's really. Like a different kind of uh, chef show. Um, well, I was going to say, you mentioned it's a spin off of the film Chef. Yeah. But I guess it's not playing the character from the film Chef. It's just like an actual cooking show no, with John yeah. Favreau. Yeah. So it's um, sort of like not a documentary, but um, just a, just, just watching them cook, really. Yeah. So it's not like uh, tied into the story of the film or anything like that. No. Like anything right. No. Yeah. Well, it's almost a bit because I've saw a couple of episodes myself on because yeah. it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Netflix um, show. But it's almost a bit of a talk show. Because they get yeah. a lot of celebrity guests. Yeah, right. Um, there's the now quite famous Gwyneth Paltrow episode where she forgets she was in Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you got like guest appearances from quite a few people that obviously John Favreau knows. Um, so it's just a really good, like almost like relaxing watch. It's not sort of like in your face of this is how you create a dish and sort of like this is how you cook a dish and all the ingredients that you put into it. Um, but it's instead sort of easy watching. Yeah. Sort of you can put it on in the background while you're doing something else. Or that's so why I like. Uh, like that's why I like Chef the film because it's just yeah. a, there's, there's barely the any conflict in the film. It's yeah. just like a nice, easy going kind of nice film. Yeah. yeah, I love the film, and that spin off is just as easy to watch and sort of like easy going, and uh, definitely I love watching it. There's free um, sort of like series if you like or. Parts, I think I can't remember what Netflix calls. Them. I think it calls them volumes. Volumes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the first two are sort of like quite big, and then the third one's only six episodes. But um, Roy Choi is like he's really good, sort of like interesting character as well, sort of um, like how how he is on screen and sort of like his backstory and sort of like how he uh, develops his food truck and everything like that. So he. Um, how he uh, is on screen, sort of like his t- story and how he tells it, 
is uh, just as interesting as what uh, John Favreau is um, and the guest appearances. So that's definitely worth a watch in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I've been watching is uh, Community, which is quite an old show. It's finished now, um, but it's uh, Dan Harmon and Dan Harmon, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've watched that a couple of times, probably. This might be my even third or fourth time watching it through. I think I've watched it three times through. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love the show. It's just one of my favourite shows, probably. Um, I think a suspended lawyer goes back to sort of like a community college uh, to sort of like get a degree to go back to law school, meet up a sort of eclectic mix of people in a study room. Um, and it sort of, they all bounce off each other. Um, and capers go on from there, sort of. But the way uh, it follows sort of like storyline from sort of season one and two, but it goes madcap from there. But the way sort of like from season three onwards to season six, there's they do sort of like special episodes. So sort of like the end of season two and f- or the end of season one and two, sort of like they have paintball episodes, which are just absolutely epic. And sort of like probably my favorite episodes of TV possibly, and like especially in sort of like that twenty minute comedy sitcom sort of like genre, sort of those episodes are just absolutely amazing, mm. and the way they're shot and everything like that. But like they do special episodes which pretty much have absolutely nothing to do with the storyline whatsoever. They just go on mad spin offs, but the way they film and everything like that, they proper deep dive into sort of like. They'll do proper detective style sort of uh, episodes, but they all the characters will play a certain role, but they'll proper sort of like go into character, if you like. Yeah. yeah. But the way they film it, it goes, they'll film it as if it's a proper detective show and stuff like that. It's, it's great how they do it. And I think they call them like bottle episodes, don't they? Yeah, like yeah. Episodes just focused on one thing kind of thing away from the main. Yeah. The main show kind of thing, like, yeah. But they almost mention it in the episode, like, right. yeah, that it's a ball episode. Yeah. One of the characters out of Ed is, yeah. like, is a sort of media studies yeah. student, and he's very, almost, almost fourth wall, but not quite. Yes. Uh, but So he's constantly referencing it. But I think it's just Dan Harmon is actually pr- really, really good at, like, writing, yeah. which is surprising, because he's a bit of a mess as a person. I believe so, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> No, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to his podcast. He's a mess. <laughs> I, I believe like he, he just falls out with everyone and stuff, you know. And, uh, but did he get kicked off Community at one point? I think it's is it yeah. season five that he didn't do. Um, there's a season that it's not directed by him. Or yeah, there was definitely trouble with. Some I think of the it's writing. four or five. He come yeah. back for six. Yeah, four. I think it was four between four and five or something like that. They definitely had trouble. It was off air for a year or something like that. They had definitely had trouble writing it. Then it came back. I don't. I don't think you're right. It wasn't under the same writer, because um, Donald Lover wasn't in it for a season either, was he? Yeah. So he was out of it. And Chevy Chase goes as well. Yeah. So there's definitely sort of like a weird season in there, mm. and everything like that. So there was definitely. A, I think there was definitely off season, but when they came back and Donald Lover came back. Between. Joey Chase and Dan Harmon properly hate each other. Right. There's a, I think Dan Harmon on his podcast played loads of voicemails that Chevy <laughs> Chase left him, which were <clears throat> sort of really bad. They were like 
Do you remember the David Hasselhoff where he's on the floor eating a burger drunk video yeah. that his daughter did? They're like that level <clears> of bad. <throat> right. Yeah. Would you rank it in your favourite sitcoms? I. It's definitely up there, sort of like. I mean. Big Bang Theory and sort of like How I Met Your Mother are up there, but I mean, Community probably. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 Big Bang Theory is like. It's early Big it's Bang like, Theory was uh, yeah. okay, yeah. and then it just right, really I'll, went. It tailed off. I'll go with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Big Bang Theory is for like, um, uh, heads who like to think that they're being like, oh well, look, no, I'm, early, I'm, I like geeky comedy. It's like early it's, Big Bang Theory was very much. Um, inside jokes and hmm. you've got the jokes if you're a bit of a geek and then it's at some point transitioned to haha look at a funny nerd on yeah. telly <laughs> yeah, alright yeah yeah that's probably a better that's yeah. a more eloquent way of putting it yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny as well like I forgot then until you mentioned it that Donald Glover that's pretty much where we started once on Community Yeah, I can't remember hearing, hearing yeah. it of him before Community kind of thing yeah. so yeah it's basically started the career for Donald Glover kind of thing yeah, yeah. no I think that's pretty much it Cool. Uh, John, did you have any other? Yeah, I've got a few films I've burned through quickly. Uh, watched a, a film called Queen and Slim, which. Uh, Slim Shady. Sorry. Slim Shady. Oh, well, no, but. The Queen and Slim Shady. <laughs> there's, Slim Shady. there's a duo. Yeah. It's about a young black couple who are on a first date uh, and they get pulled over by a policeman who's like way too kind of uh, rough with them and stuff and it escalates and basically. It ends up with the couple killing the policeman because, like, he was about to shoot. Spoilers. Them. Well, well, to the first five minutes of the films, it's fine. Okay. And then the film then becomes a road trip of them just on on the run from the law kind of thing. What type of film though? Comedy, drama. Dr- drama, definitely. Yeah, but it's all very race heavy. You know, a lot of race issues. A lot of driving. Tied up in a lot of driving. Racing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good film. But uh, give that, give that, give that three out of five. 3.5 out of 5 maybe but uh, yeah it's just a very like race heavy film kind of thing you know there's a lot of uh, like weight behind it kind of thing what, what, what it's trying to say about the current state of uh, you know it all, it all boils down to the fact that a white policeman nearly killed a black couple just you know for the hell of it almost kind of thing yeah, yeah. but yeah it was a good film uh, enjoyed that watched uh, Underwater the new sci-fi Action film with Kristen Stewart. It's a bit like Aliens, you know, that kind of feel it's going for. For underwater. Uh, Kristen Stewart was great in it, but the film itself wasn't too impressed with it. Okay, I, I was considering watching that one, but. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not, have, not worth watching. One of the ugliest films I've ever seen, like the just the underwater photography and stuff, just garbage. Uh, give that two out of five. Watched uh, Richard Jewell. Have you heard of this one? A Clint Eastwood film. Uh, but this is one of them films where I feel like the actual story itself is more interesting than the film that he made from it. A documentary would probably be better suited for this. It's about a guy who, in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, found an explosive device and saved a lot of people from being killed. I think one person still died from the explosion, but because of his reaction, he saved a lot of people from dying. And uh, because he's a bit of a weird guy, like uh, they, they go into his background a bit, and like you know, he's a bit like a Paul Blart, Mall Cop kind of guy way too enthusiastic and stuff and the FBI come to the belief that he actually planted the bomb himself so that he could then be the hero by saving people and so the whole film's about him trying to clear his name kind of thing and it turns out it was, right. it turns out it was totally innocent it was nothing to do with him yeah it's just but, they, uh, they followed that line of inquiry they were yeah. like well this guy seems you know purely because he's a bit of a weird guy yeah. like, you know a bit of a Paul Blart kind mm. of thing 
Uh, but yeah, the actual story itself is really interesting about that. Uh, but that, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Give that 3.5 out of 5. What's your opinion on Clint Eastwood? I think he's a good director. But for me, for me, he's like a 3.5 out of 5 director. All of his films are fine. He makes fine films, always interesting. But never anything that blows my socks off kind of thing. Mm. Uh, American Sniper, 3.5 out of 5. Gran Torino, he's good in Gran Torino's a bit better, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I like him in that. Give that a bit, bit higher, but... Uh, Isn't he a bit of a... Um, hmm, how, do I, how do I say this? Isn't he like a bit of a dickhead? Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I think in the past he probably has been. Uh, yeah, I've heard he's, he's got some views which are troubling. Oh, right. It's just... Well, I watched his last film, The Mule, where like he plays a 90-year-old drug mule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 90 yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And he directed it as well. Yeah. But that whole film is basically like almost like him apologising to his family. It's about a 90-year-old guy who's like family-hating mm. and him just trying to get them back on, back on side kind yeah. of thing. And it's, it feels a bit like a personal project, you know what I mean? Like it, it's actually him just basically uh, yeah. apologising to his family kind of thing. Because his son and daughter both act, uh, mm. Francesca Eastwood and uh, Scott Eastwood. I feel like if you're Clint Eastwood's offspring, you have to go into acting because that name is just... It's too yeah. big, isn't it? It's we'll take, we'll take your place, is that now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll, you'll get some doors open for you. So I think, like, uh, maybe because he was just working so much in, in, in the days, years gone by, that, like, he just didn't have any time for his family kind of thing. So, But, uh, yeah, perfectly fine film. 3.5 out of 5. And the last one is uh, Birds of Prey, the new DC Uh Superhero film. I I saw I watched a trailer for this yes uh, yesterday. Um, not interested. Well, I was exactly the same. I just thought I'm gonna watch it. I'm not interested in watching it, but I actually enjoyed it. It's one of the most fun superhero films I've seen for a while. To be honest, uh, really, just really like light and frothy kind of thing. Just uh, see, like you know, um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I know universally people hate that film. Like I I enjoy it, but no, I think I'm in the same camp as you. I can get enjoyment from Suicide Squad. Yeah. But this is like a better Suicide Squad, I think. See, then yeah. I'm a bit more interested. Yeah, in because yeah. If Suicide it's any... Squad was good. The ending was a bit... The whole film was a bit shit. No, but, I think the first um, half of it was fine. I agree just, with that. I think I the just first half... And then just properly trailed off and made no sense. Yeah, right, but, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's like putting the team together at the start is fun. But then the last half where the team gets sent into wherever they, whatever Star City or whatever it is... When they get sent in there, that second half is just like a bit of a mess, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing's a bit. Yeah, of they're mess. just fighting those like black zombie things, or yeah. you know, like just weird designs, you know. Hiring I mean? a model to play a role, like she might, you know, I don't think. Cara? Cara Delavine. Cara Delavine. Great actress, yeah. She's not low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, I might give that a watch then if you're, if you're saying it's, if it's at least on par with Suicide Squad, that'll be fine. What I like about it is as well, they haven't hammered home the thing of like, oh, it's an all-female film, you know, it's all-female superheroes and stuff. I've not seen that as a, a, a gimmick, a marketing gimmick anywhere. I feel like if uh, Marvel did it, they'd be like, oh, you know, it's Captain Marvel, first female superhero. Oh, it's, DC have just done it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay film. But no one's talking about it. No one cares. Kind of thing. But, it's, it didn't even change the name of the film. Wasn't it going to be something else? Well, originally it was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Now it's just Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah, Change the name. Yeah, I, prefer, yeah. I prefer the second one. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, the the superheroes in a class, like, uh, I can't think now what the actual hero names are called, but there's Huntress. Yeah. Uh, and, like, there's another one who was like... Is like Black Canary. Black Canary, that's, yeah. yeah. 
and uh, they're great and like great characters and the actresses playing them like are really fun and stuff. Uh, you don't really get behind them. It's like the great, great team, actually. Uh, any cameos you want to spoil? Spoil no warning? cameos. No cameo warning. No, no cameo warning. Ewan McGregor's the bad guy in it, and he he's becoming, I think, a really lazy actor. He's just doing all of these kind of like just lazy performances. Like I don't think he was great in Doctor Sleep either. To be honest, he just seems to be turning into a bit of a don't know, you know, mm. like paycheck actor. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. But... Like the opposite of Daniel Radcliffe, who just does wild films. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's, I, I like just to go off on a little tangent. I really appreciate that Daniel Radcliffe just seems to do stuff that interests him now. Even were, if yeah. it's really weird stuff. Did like you, that Swiss Army body or something. Like Swiss that. Army Swiss Man, Man and then that new film. one that new one looks wacky. I can't remember what it's called now. But um yeah, he just does stuff that he's interested in because he's got so much money from Harry Potter. Yeah. He must just have money rolling in month after month from royalties based on that one film series. I've got like, something. There's something about Daniel Radcliffe I just don't like. I can't take from as an actor kind of thing. But yeah, but I, I, I just appreciate that someone's gone. Well, I've earned all, all my money. I, d- I don't need to do all these paycheck jobs. So I'll just I'll just do whatever I want. Yeah. And then it's like sound. He'll he he's either gonna go down as like an actor who went and did all these wacky stuff, or he's just gonna fade away. But so I don't think he'd mind either way. A bit like Shia LaBeouf, like people yeah, 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 ridicule yeah. him and stuff. But he's genuinely like a class actor, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. It's he's another one called uh, Honey Boy, which is meant to be amazing. Yeah. I've not seen it yet, but yeah. But he's another one that I don't see as a paycheck actor. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he did that. Stuff. He did the Transformers films and yeah. Indiana Jones, and just turned his back on it, kind of thing. Yeah, <clears> you do that. Yeah. Do that, and then you're done. And yeah. then you just you just do whatever the whatever the whatever you interests you. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Yeah. Uh, we're done on films and that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd just say Birds of Prey, three point five out of five. Three point five. What would you put Suicide Squad thinking back? Probably 2.5 or 3, I'd say. Maybe 2.5. Okay. Right, okay. I'll chill out. Yeah. Um, just want to cover games. I think games then we're done. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got one main game, but just to mention a couple. Um, Animal Crossing's coming out soon. Very excited for that. The game looks exactly the same as the last one. I have no complaints. There is terraforming. Yeah, you can make paths now. Yeah. But it may as well. Like, it's funny because the game's coming out, what, six years after the last one? Hardly any different, it looks. Well, no, some of the terraforming stuff is because you can like change waterfalls on the shape of the, shape of the world as well. It's the terraforming is I like that wrong because <laughs> <laughs> the terraforming is quite interesting and it is quite a lot more advanced than what you could previously do. If you looked at the game, you're literally doing the same thing, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you used to have rivers, you still have rivers where you have to go around and find the bridge and stuff. Now you can make a pole and pole vault over the river. Oh, Genius, yeah. took six years. Um, 20 years since the first one well, the last game you 20 could... years it took to work that out well the last game when you were the mayor you could start a public works project to get a second bridge built of course you could yes yeah I remember getting my second bridge no you don't need a bridge pole that's all I wanted to say on that really I <laughs> can't wait for that game um, I'm buying that on release Same. I don't often buy games on release but that's that's I definitely yeah. can't wait for it um, two games I have bought uh, Two Point Hospital which is the spiritual successor to Theme Hospital from the 90s or 2000, whenever it came out. Made by the same people. Obviously, that studio doesn't exist anymore, but the key people from that Ooh, game... I didn't realise it was made by... The, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I can't remember who the names, but it's the, the, the key people from Bullfrog. I was going to say, it was Bullfrog originally, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah formed Two Point Studios, and now they're going to release a bunch of games like Two Point Hospital, Two Point Theme Park, stuff like that. It's the more or less rebooting the old games, but brand new engines, brand new game. And that's just exactly as you would imagine it. Like, 
Did anyone play Theme Hospital much? Yeah, I, I, did. I had it on the Amiga, but I never actually played it. I think I had it on the PlayStation. Was it on the original PlayStation? It was, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where I had it. That's where I played it. Um, all, all, the, all the illnesses are all just puns again. So you'll have like Freddie Mercury people walking around and they're, they're suffering from Mockstar. And it's just right. it's just shit like that. Yeah. But I'm all for that. It's a really good game. Enjoy it. Um, if anyone has an Xbox, it's free on Game Pass. Oh, good really? Yeah, Game Game Pass is very good for it's for yeah, stuff that is great. the best service in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even got an Xbox, and like I'm looking at it for getting it for me, me computer. And I'm yeah. thinking, no, this is just class. It's just amazing quality. Um, the the other thing I bought recently, this is my only game that I want to talk about, is the Mass Effect trilogy. So I recently finished that, put 150 hours in over the trilogy, and that's gone. That's gone into my favorite games list. It's just that that trilogy. Uh, it's just amazing you play the first one and it feels like a prequel to the second and third one once you start those ones but just every one of those games is just amazing like there's moments where I've Sam I've come into work and I've quoted lines from the game yeah. and I've <laughs> I've like took a picture of the screen and gone check out this line of dialogue because it's just amazing there's so much like like I hate real life politics but Game politics, alien all politics, <laughs> all for that. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's. I'll, I'm a big fan of Dragon Age, and you know the way decisions matter cross game. Yeah. So like the decisions I made in Mass Effect One were even affecting me towards the end of Mass Effect Three, which I think is just baffling that I've had an experience with that game that a lot of people have had a core the core experience, but the details will be different. Like I had literally like. Someone could have died in the first game who's like in me house in my third game at the, the towards mm. the end. It's mad. So yeah, that that trilogy is amazing. So but have you finished Mass Effect Three? Yes. Are you, were you happy with it? Well, the, this is what I was gonna get on to so, is that you play because I remember the controversy when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like twenty twelve or something. Yeah, there was a big controversy about the yeah. end of the game and stuff, and it's because I think initially there was two endings and then there were three endings. And there is like the perfect ending that people don't mind, whereas the rest of them, I think there's a lot of people who don't like them. I believe it sp- undoes a lot of like what's great about the game or something. I don't. Yeah, I think is, but... I I saw an article recently where it where it was basically saying that the more invested you are in the Mass Effect universe, the more the ending lets you down. Yeah. And I was heavily invested in it, and I I think because I knew that there was an edge of disappointment coming in. That it didn't hit me as bad. Yeah, you were ready for. I was ready for a shit ending because even even me brother, when I was talking to him about it, he was like, "Yeah, you'll finish the game and you'll be like, why did I bother doing all that?'" And then like there was an element of that, but I enjoyed the journey, so I wasn't too bad. Like say, just just time itself will have taken the edge off. Like imagine being in twenty twelve, being at the biggest Mass Effect yeah, in the world, yeah. getting the game on release and blasting through it in a weekend, and then being like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for certain, but. There was a, an element of retconning for it where there was such a backlash. That I'm sure they changed stuff like that. Yeah, though. like for example, there's like eight different varieties of the ending. They're all basically the same, but some colours change. Um, if, you, if you've played Mass Effect, you'll, you'd know what, what I'm on about. But there's one of those eight endings where if you've done this mission right and you've got this done, and then if you did this in the second game, and then you did this in the second game, and then if you made this choice in the third game, if you had this many reputation points and stuff that should, I mean I may, may as well give it away Mass Effect 3 spoilers you die at the end of the third game Yeah, there's one perfect ending where after the credits that's I've not seen it yet but after the credits it's like oh Shepard's alive <laughs> like so I think that's the only thing that 
like it did put a bit of a dampener on it, but I was kind of because I'd enjoyed my journey there and stuff. But when you if you play the second game, that is definitely one of the best games I've, I've ever played. Because I'm playing it, I was playing it now, and even with like an updated texture pack that I downloaded to mod it, that game is like. Yeah, I can't imagine what it was like when it came out. It was like, yeah. how did that? What was that? How was that possible back then? Mm-hmm. Same for the third game. Absolutely love that. But yeah, like I said, the ending is definitely an odd one. It's pretty much like you get given a choice. So by my version, there's three choices, and yeah, they practically all result in <laughs> you dying <laughs> and yeah, shit going wrong. But then when they released Andromeda, which is another game that was panned like you can pick it up for like four quid on free on I'm sure it's free on yeah yeah that got panned and I was thinking oh well because I didn't read anything about Andromeda because I was like I'm going to play this after I finish the trilogy so I'll read about it afterwards and then I find out it's set between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 so that you don't know nobody yet knows what the canon ending is for Mass Effect 3 so nobody knows how Mass Effect's supposed to have ended anyway yeah um, and I just like they'll do another one but when are they going to set it What's going to happen? Well, I don't know if they will do one because Andromeda's so bad. Andromeda sure had the sure the, asked for it. It's in very early stages. And the company, the studios responsible don't exist. I'm sure it's in the very early Most of the problem with Andromeda, because I have it and I played a little bit of it but I didn't get around to finishing it, most of the problem was the state that it was released in, not so much the game per se. Uh, yeah. It was, wasn't was really a finished state and it took a lot of yeah, patching to fix. And there was some crazy, like, ridiculous bugs that were in the game and like I think it just sometimes the internet being can be quite quick to jump on something that isn't perfect mm. and no. obviously <laughs> obviously how well loved Mass Effect was see the controversy about the ending of the third game um, when it didn't come out in a perfect state a lot of people properly ripped into it especially with how received how well received Dragon Age Inquisition was. Which I love that game. I love the Dragon Age series. I I look at it and go, with Bioware, when they were took over by EA, you get given a certain amount of like points from fans where they're like, we'll give you this much leeway. They followed Mass Effect 3 up, that ending, that everyone didn't like, with Mass Effect Andromeda a few years later, that everyone hated. And then they've recently released Anthem, which has been panned, where they're actually ripping the game apart and starting again at this stage like a year after it mm. came out they've not like I'm so worried about Dragon Age 4 that's due out in I think it's in one or two years I'm so worried that that's going to be dire because I've put Dragon Age in my head as one of the best game series I've ever played and if they ruin it I'm, I'm like right I'm done with Bioware yeah. like, and I love they're one of my favourites but it's the problem with Bioware is like I've liked Bioware ever since they did the Knights of Republic games um we only got Mass Effect because LucasArts wouldn't make them let them make a third Knights of the Old Republic game, which is mental. Like, just because LucasArts wouldn't let them carry on having a license, we got Mass Effect. They just yeah. went, all right, we'll just make yeah, our own. Yeah. And then we got, like, one of the best sci-fi games ever. The, the best, I, I can't think of a better sci-fi game. But it's the, the, the mismanagement from EA was crazy. You take a company that's so well-renowned for making excellent single-player, very story-heavy cinematic games oh yeah let's make them let's have them do a games of service shooter um games of service games won't work because destiny exists and yeah, has all the market tied up yeah division tried and did quite well from ubisoft but just yeah they're still not a... people don't have enough time for more than one games of a service style game and destiny is the best one yeah, so it's just so it's... yeah it's 
It's a few even. Uh, yeah. well, they, when they released Anthem, it was like people were like, right, well, I enjoy parts of this game, but where's the content? Well, yeah. like, a big thing of the Ancient Service style games is loot's always a big thing. Um, people very quickly pro- proved in Anthem that the game, you, the gun you start the game with is literally the best gun and the loot is pointless. Pointless, yeah. Which is incredible. It's just, you can't do that. Yeah. It's the whole point of plugging life. But one of the reasons to bring up Games of Service is initial rumours about the new Dragon Age game were that it was a games of service game I know and I, and I will I will not buy it if that's the case I really hope that's wrong I, I'm hoping that it's wrong because they just need to follow the formula of the old one I feel with how badly Anthem's gone surely they must have learned the lesson yeah surely yeah to finish off on Mass Effect then um, when I was playing it the combat held up graphics and stuff everything was great I'm, I play games more for the story and the emotional stuff for it I genuinely like felt emotional at part of that game, and uh, that I don't know. That's 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 really important to me. Mm. Like even towards the end of the third game, I was like, "Oh my god, what is going to happen here?" Because I was like, it, "Well, at the end of the second game, the last mission is called Suicide Mission, and then depending on how you've played the game, you can either survive or your whole team survives, or people can just die just on choices you made through yeah. the game or at the end of the game. It's like playing like that." I had to replay the second, the last mission because one of my favorite characters died, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to replay that so that they're in the third game." Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate that all that's there. They've built a working version of that environment where your choices matter and affect the world and all the details. So yeah, for me, like they've gone straight. That trilogy as a whole has gone into my favorite games list. I remember when uh, Mass Effect 2 came out on the PS3. I don't know if you already mentioned this, but they, they released Mass Effect 2 on the PS3 without Mass Effect 1. Because that's an Xbox uh, exclusive, I think, or something. Or some, some reason for that. It it was, came yeah, out it was like split across consoles. Yeah, it only came out on the 360. And uh, everyone buying it on PS2, uh, PS3, sorry. They were just saying, like, what's the point of this one? You can't like invest in the first one and bring all your characters through to part two. Yeah. You? you have to just choose at the start of the game how you want it to start. And stuff yeah, like. it's, it's, there's, a, there's a mission in the first game where it's like, you're disarming a nuclear bomb and you have a choice of saying who's going to disable the bomb and then you're off making that choice not knowing at the time that they're going to die. So like that choice, if you've never played the first game, that choice gets made for you with whatever the default is. Yeah. And it's like when I played it, the better of the two characters died in my opinion. So then, yeah. but, but in the third game, the person who survived that mission in the first game becomes one of your party members. Right. So they barely pop up in the second game yet because of this decision I made like 30 hours into the first game, they're in my crew for most of the game in the first game. It's baffling. Because like, yeah. there are story elements around them and you would never have known. Which of the two they did, you, uh, did you carry through? I liked Caden, but Caden died. Caden's the better of the two. Yeah. yeah. So I had Ashley in the third game. Ashley's a bit fine. boring because she's just a space racist. Yeah, she is just a spacist. <laughs> yeah, she, she hates aliens, but, but that made for interesting commentary. Mm. Well, Caden, I think, like his backstory is really cool because you've got biotics in the game, and he's like very early test trials for biotics for humans. So he's like one of the original people that had the biotics implanted into him. So he's got loads of health problems because he's got experimental technology implanted yeah. in his head. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the last, the, the, the very last thing I'm going to say about it is the, there's a piece of DLC called Citadel for Mass Effect 3. Did you play that, Steve? Uh, no, I played Mass I can't really remember Mass Effect 3 that well. I think the problem is I played 1 and 2 several times. I think I only played 3 to once. And I played it early on, so I didn't have any DLC. So I, I, I bought the full... I bought all the DLC, did all of it. 
that DLC is supposed to be like the final DLC that was ever released. And it was, I think, I'm reading between the lines, but it was like a make good on the fans that hated the ending. Yeah. And it wasn't a post-ending DLC. It was before the ending. But right. the whole thing, it's like a good few hours of content. But the whole thing is just fan service. Like, but but you love that when you've spent so much time invested in these characters yeah. where you can go and just do this mission, this long set of missions where all your characters have their little things that they say and stuff and like it breaks the fourth wall. And like you're playing thinking like this is mental that this is just it's like it was written by someone else. But all all it's just some of the best moments I had in that game were in that DLC. Mm-hmm. And it was just from people making witty comments. And your know, stuff where it's like Shepard will say something and then he'll pick up that it's something that is in his dialogue options that he says all the time. He's like, do I always say that? It's, it's like, it's that sort of thing where <laughs> you break the fourth wall like, yeah. a bunch of times in it and like, you really the enjoy it. on the facts of the things you've noticed playing the game. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you notice, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. They're commenting on stuff that you know Just and you're like, game, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you, you do say that all the fucking time. <laughs> like, but, and there's loads of humour and all the, all the, all the um, combinations of characters like coming and speaking to each other and stuff like it's really like some of the best stuff in the whole game. Yeah, like it's like it was, that was the cherry on top for me on that trilogy. But yeah, no. So yeah. can I just go off the back of that, like you mentioned about Bioware before being like bought by EA. It's a thing they do. Like uh, I've been playing like Need for Speed, the new Need for Speed game that came out like uh, in October or whatever it was. It's a perfectly fine game, but it just feels so soulless and. They bought Criterion, who did the Burnout games, and like the Burnout games were the, were the most like full of character kind of yeah, colourful yeah. racing games ever. Like that was the appeal of them. And you look at Crash Cars and stuff, and they bought them out and just got them making new speed games. And uh, I think they're called Ghost now. I think they changed the name of the studio or something to Ghost or something like that. They're still meant to be Criterion, but uh, like it's a great get great games, the speed ones, but they're just becoming so bland and so, like soulless. And it's just a result of EA just buying them out kind of thing. And just yeah, I, I don't... Getting them to churn out games every two years. I'd heard that with that situation. It's like, yeah. it's not really... It's not criteria. Yeah, like, Solus. Yeah. Solus, just the soul's gone. <laughs> yeah. But that's why... That's that's the problem with Bioware, is that the game started going downhill when they got took over by EA. Yeah, exactly. They've had a couple of good, but like Inquisition was whilst they were with EA. I think they have always been with EA, but, but they've just... Become yeah, more I think, EA. Uh, in the first Mass Effect, see, this is a weird thing. The first Mass Effect was published by Microsoft, which is why it was on the Xbox. That's right, yeah, yeah. And then I think from then it was EA. That it's it's them. the longer time has gone on, the original BioWare DNA sort of dying Died and off, being replaced yeah. by EA DNA. EA DNA. <laughs> um, like the, the biggest example of something like that happening was Infinity Ward making Modern Warfare games. The last one, they, the last proper one they did was Modern Warfare Two in like '09. And everyone loved the Infinity War, Infinity Ward games because they, they thought they were the best ones. But uh, Activision just like had a big falling out with them. All of Infinity Ward left, but they still keep the studio going called Infinity Ward. But it's a, it's a totally yeah, different thing. Yeah. Um, they all became respawn. Well, College of Duty won by EA as well. Now, do so. a weird thing where it's like a rotating development company per College of Duty. Because you've got like yeah. Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer and. Treyarch. Treyarch, yeah, Treyarch. Black Ops games. I didn't know Sledgehammer would weave the way in. They only one Sledgehammer. It was originally Treyarch and Infinity Ward. Because they alternated every year, didn't they? Yeah, and I think Advanced Warfighter, remember that one at all? In like 2014. Advanced Warfighter. I'm sure that can't be his name. Advanced Warfighter, maybe? Advanced Warfighter, that sounds right, doesn't it? Advanced Warfighter plane. (laughs) Because only Treyarch had 
uh, zombies, didn't they? So yeah, every, yeah, over, so. every other iteration had zombies and then you've wanted them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what happened that Yeah, yeah. yeah because like, it was too much workload doing it every two years. They brought Sledgehammer in. Sledgehammer in. Who started off with Advanced Warfare in 2014 and by all accounts, they're the worst ones, I think. Like, the, People said I could avoid the sledgehammer years kind of thing. But. <laughs> how was it too much workload? Every every game was the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, like I say, Infinity Wars still make, I'm sure they made the last Modern Warfare that came out last year. But it's Mental not Mental story. Yeah, but it's not Infinity Ward. It's like Infinity Ward are called Respawn, who work for EA now, who make Titanfall and uh, Apex Legends and stuff like that. Yeah. Mad. Um, I'm, I'm done with games. Uh, is anyone I've got to two, if that's okay. Uh, played Ghostbusters the like the tenth anniversary edition. Yeah, it's a, a game from two thousand and nine that came out on a PS three and Xbox three sixty, and the they did an anniversary last year, ten year anniversary, and it's amazing. That's probably my game of the year, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what? I was just laughing at you, going, "Oh yeah, picked a two thousand nine game for your game of the year." <laughs> I'm sat here raving about Mass Effect two, <laughs> Mass Effect one. <laughs> like, uh, there's just something about it. Like, I think it's the, the best video game film. Not that it's based on a video game, but it's a sequel to Ghostbusters, basically. And like, if you like, if you love Ghostbusters, you'll just love the games. Everything about it, it's like a Gears of War style shooter, but it's got all the music from the films and stuff. It's got the actual cast playing the parts. Uh, it feels more like a genuine Ghostbusters sequel than either the Ghostbusters twenty sixteen with the uh, the female Ghostbusters that, that everyone hates. It feels more like a genuine film than that, and I'm sure it feels more like a genuine Ghostbusters than the one coming out this year. The Stranger Things style Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I just don't know why they didn't just do a film like that. Like even all the writing and that stuff is amazing. Like it feels like the genuine characters from the films. Well, yeah. yeah, that's my film of the year for two thousand and nine and twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like we should just start reviewing old stuff. Yeah. Remember, we, we originally this podcast was going to be about oh yeah, let's let's review old games like Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was like one that was of the, the first the intent. Yeah, and just one one final thing. What was it now? <clears throat> Another one line. Oh. Uh, I played Journey to the Savage Planet, I think it's called. Oh, do you know what? I've, I've seen that and I'm really interested. I'm only mentioning it because I think you guys would love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that far in, to be honest, because I've, I've got pulled away to play Vanquish instead for a bit, but... Uh, <laughs> sorry, who, who pulled you away? Yeah, I got <laughs> pulled off to her. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, the Journey to the Savage Planet, just a really like amazing humour and stuff, like really quirky humour. And it's basically about capitalism actually tearing planets apart. You've been sent to a planet to uh, just basically terraform it and just tear, you know, get all the resources. It involves you like just like grinding up local animals and stuff like, <laughs> to get like uh, some kind of juice out of them and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, been great so far. Good. Just just exploring the planet, just uh, finding bits and bobs to make new weapons and stuff. So yeah, I think I think you guys will love it. Have you checked out the Outer Worlds yet? Nope. A lot of people are saying that was like the Outer Worlds or the Outer Wilds. Worlds, this one. <laughs> Wilds, yeah, very Wilds. good. Because <laughs> I knew good. that's what you meant. Yes, and I knew you were wrong. They're both in space. Yeah, I do want to play the Outer World. Outer World is, is very good. It's it's uh, it's Obsidian, Obsidian in it. So I really do want to play that game, but I've heard it's like it's space fine. Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's I played it through and it's absolutely excellent, but it's very short. I've heard it's a short one. And I think that's the only downside to it. It's very short and there's not enough branching stuff to make it worthwhile to replay through. What I meant to say was the Outer Wilds. Yeah. Frustrating that they both came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar names. The Outer Wilds, without ruining it too much, is just like you're in this universe and you just get given a spaceship and go, right, we'll go sort, go sort, figure it out. 
Um, yeah. But that, for me, like the exploration on it is amazing. But just, I can't really say much about it without giving it away. Are you fussed about if I give just I'm the slightest part? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some spoils here. You'll figure them out in the first twenty minutes of the game. But you basically fly off into space and then you're doing your traveling round, looking at stuff, and then you 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 know you looking at the sun and stuff. Um, you notice the sun starts changing a bit of color, and you're just like, oh, that's a bit funny. Well, the uh, that universe is on a cycle, like a twenty five minute cycle, and every twenty five twenty five minutes the sun blows up and kills everyone in the universe <laughs> or in the galaxy. So, but then what happens is you wake up and it's the start of the game again. And so you basically, you've got to figure out what you're supposed to do in that 25 minute cycle. To stop the, uh, to stop the sun blowing up. Yeah. 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 So like you've come back with all your knowledge, you've kept all your notes that you've made through the thing. Yeah. 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 But nobody knows really that you've done it. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's like, a really interesting like concept. Like Groundhog Day, mental kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's but it's interesting as well because you like talk to someone who's like on the moon and like they'll be fine if you talk to them like within a five minutes of waking up. But then if you start if you're talking to them like twenty minutes later when the sun's not far from blowing up, they start getting really worried about the area there, and they're like, oh, there's been I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like, oh, there's been a lot more meteors blowing up. What's going on here? But. There's, there's one bit as well. When you wake up and you look up, you see something explode in the sky. So I, I think that, right, I'm going to run to my spaceship and get up there and see what it is. So I did that and I followed it way out of the universe. And fi- I was like, is this going to be anything or is this going to be nothing? Because I could have been chasing nothing. It could have just been, yeah. you know, like a particle effect where they've just put an effect on and it's just something that you see. But no, I followed it and it's a spaceship, like, or something. I don't know what it is, but that's, that's the interesting thing. I still don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's miles off the map. I've just followed it there. Like, yeah. yeah, I just followed it there, and like it, it does. It does eventually like stop, but it's so far off the map you would never stumble on it. You'd have to chase it for a couple of minutes, and like when I got there, I was like this mind blowing moment where I was like, oh my god, this is like. And it, I went on this. I went after this on like a hunch for no reason, just for I'd try it, and ended up with like this piece of information in my head. I don't know what to do with it. That so much weird's going on. And that's it. Yeah. But and I've still not pieced it together yet because I'm still in the middle of playing it. But yeah, there's some some crazy stuff they've done. They do in that game, like putting all clues together, just trying to work out how to. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. The, there's a bit like um, on on Interstellar, you know, where he like goes through time and space and stuff, where he's like not nudging books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure about that part of that film, but on this, like the first time I flew, there's a there's a black hole. The first time I flew into that black hole, it blew my mind. Like yeah. the effect it was doing on the screen, I was just like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" <laughs> and then I come out the other end of the black hole, and obviously it's all theoretical, but it's like you come out this like white star, and you find some debris and stuff, and this is where this station is. The idea is that before your time, though, there was this other race who lived there, and they'd figured a few things out, and you're picking up all these like, like. Um, right, like uh, you're exploring the stuff that history kind of thing. Yeah, 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 you're exploring the history, but that history is probably gonna have something to do with the, the sun exploding. Yeah, that you're trying to stop. And what's this? The Outer Wilds. This. The Outer Wilds. Sounds like Prometheus or something. Sounds like it probably Prometheus is similar. Like, it, it's it's my most. Like, I'm dying to carry on playing it. It's just it's really amazing. It's, yeah. it's I've never played a game like it. There's the fact that I'm on a clockwork universe where people don't like. It's just it's just mad. Some of the stuff and like flying a spaceship round and 
finding weird stuff and then going, oh, is this relevant or is this not relevant? Yeah, does, does it not have any impact whatsoever yeah. on the actual... Is, <laughs> yeah, is this just a weird thing I've found? Yeah, or then, is, it, is it a big clue to what, why... See, yeah, yeah, on? but it's like, the, it's the it's the element of, like, discovery and stuff and, like, when things just happen and you're like, oh, my God, and then you have that that bulb going off in your head and it's just amazing. Yeah. Class game, I highly recommend that. Worth mentioning, is on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Outer Worlds, though? Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds. Are they both on the Game Pass? They both come straight onto Game Pass as yeah. well. So. Yeah, if Outer Worlds is on there, that's... Worth giving a go. Yeah, because it's only supposed to be like a 12-hour game. Yeah. yeah. It depends on how quick you are at figuring, yeah. figuring it out. It's the same with Journey to the Savage Planet. It's like actually quite short, but yeah. it's designed that way. Like it's, it's more story-based than like just exploration, but yeah. With the amount of free time I have now, I'm quite happy with short games. Yeah. Like Mass Effect took over my life for a good couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I don't mind a 10-hour game. I'm the same, yeah. Just one final thing. Uh, I've been playing Vanquish. done the 10th anniversary edition of that. Don't know how much you guys know about it, but... It's like a kind of hack and slash game like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry by Platinum Games, the same studio will do Bayonetta and stuff. Did Platinum Games do Nia or Omega? I think they might have done. Well, we were about this the other day. We were talking about this the other day, yeah. They had two a... people did Nia Automata. Yeah, they did. Platinum, Th- that was one was of them. Platinum and Square Enix, yeah. Yeah, and yeah so Platinum did like yeah. the combat, didn't the they? combat, yeah, and that's it. right. Yeah, combat work is great on that game. Yeah, and that's because Platinum are just yeah. an old hand at like... Uh, they just know what they're doing. Combat. Yeah. And uh, Vanquish for me is probably better than Dead May Cry and Bayonetta. I played it back when it came out on the PS3 and I'm playing it now on the Xbox One. It, it looks amazing in, uh, in 4K and stuff. Uh, for a 10 year old game, it's, it's, it's amazing. Are you enjoying the combat? Because if you are, I would recommend yeah. Nier massively. Combat's quite, it's different than from Bayonetta and Dead May Cry. They're hacking the slashes with a bit of shooting. This is just all pure shooting. It's like mm. a shooter game, but within that kind of world where yeah, yeah. it's all about moving fast and getting shots off and stuff. Uh, but yeah, Vanquish is definitely... If you, if you're into that kind of a uh, fast-paced hacker slash score game, we've got to rack up a big score. Definitely, uh, give it a go. Yeah. Well, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm I've final got, stuff. Got one game I wanted to talk about. Has anyone ever finished a game out of pure spite? Because they hated it that much. I feel like I've done missions out of spite. See, because I finished a game called Vampire. I'm saying Vampire <laughs> because they put it a Y in it. So yeah. It was a big Kickstarter game. It might have been the first big Kickstarter video game. And then it eventually came out and then it was put on Game Pass. So I played it. It is awful. But I realised it was awful after I put some time in it. I thought, I'm going to finish this game because I hate it so much. <laughs> it's just the combat's dreadful. The storyline is not great. You're like a vampire in Victorian London. And the bit that really started bugging me was there's a lot of backtracking across this quite big map of London. And there's no, there's no fast travel. Fine, I can live out fast travel. There's a loading screen every 30 seconds of running. <laughs> and it takes multiple loading screens to get from one end to the other. I mean, like, six or seven. And they're not do, quick loading screens. Yeah. And it just started really bugging me. <laughs> and then the enemies respawn. So you do loading screen, fight some chumps. Loading screen, fight some chumps. Oh, I've got where I need to be for the mission. Okay, no, it's a, it's a fetch quest. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I just hated it. Mm. And then there is, you can kill c- civilians, just eat them. So I just started doing that. I was trying to be a good guy. I always try and play a good guy in games because I'm not emotionally robust to play a bad person in games. I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, I but, think this is the uh, the classic path to, to be a villain, this, Steve. Everyone starts out with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just got more and more annoyed. And then... There's an interesting mechanic where if you eat people, 
you gain points to upgrade yourself. So the more ridiculous you are, the more powerful you end up being. It's like real life. Yeah. Like if, you, if you walk down the street and you eat someone. <laughs> but no, it's just like, it's just started eating everyone and just, and then just ended the world, I think. I'm not sure. The, the ending's really unclear. But they're just, yeah, it's weird. And I just hated it. And, but I carried on playing it. I hope You're definitely Darth Vader. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, happens, yeah. Yeah. so uh, don't play it. I think it's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've not, I've not completed a game out of spite before, but like, I played like Terminator Salvation on the PS3, just purely for trophies. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, no, there's just a point where like, I'd put a lot of, I put a fair amount of time in it before I realised it was terrible and I hated it. And I thought, no, I'm not going to let you win. So I had to finish it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you lost in that process. <laughs> well, I feel like London lost, Victorian London lost <laughs> because the vampire doctor ate everyone. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. Uh, I thought you meant eating Victorian London. <laughs> <laughs> we've been over this, we're vegetarian. Um, I, I think we're done. We're done. Yeah. Been yeah. running for a while. Well, that was a good good catch up. Yeah, cheers, guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really see each other that much anymore. I know, yeah, yeah. That's where I get a few more in. If you guys are up for yeah. it in the next few weeks, yeah. We, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a main event for next time. Yeah. I want to bring back uh, Creepy Pasta. Yeah, but I'd be I would fully support that. Yeah, because I was Sam. I was, I was showing you some ideas the other day. I was coming up with some mad stuff. There's a bridge in Scotland called the Dog Suicide Bridge. Oh, oh so you? Sorry. All oh, right. So you both heard of it then? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Well, hang on. I don't want to get it because are we talking creepy pasta? Are we talking like crew unexplained stuff? Uh, it's more of that, but yeah. pasta's a bit I more mean, pithy. I, I'm. Are you, it's more, a bit more SEO, isn't it? Is that what we're gonna say? No. Yeah. What? Creepy Faster is a bit more SEO friendly, isn't it? So, so I suppose, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit more. Um, it's like, oh yeah, we've got the Creepy Pasta segment. No, yeah. Oh, I found this unsolved mystery on Reddit. <laughs> 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 no, um, I, I had. I, it was a big list, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember any of the other ones? Dog suicide ones. <clears throat> Dog yeah, suicide yeah. bridge. Um, solipsism, where you believe the world revolves around you, literally. Yeah. So you're like the set, like, but that's an actual. If you like shut your eyes, everything just stops, kind of thing. Like. Yeah, it's like you're in charge of everything. Like, yeah, there's a massive conspiracy theory list that you have. Yeah, it was a big. It was, but it was like some of them were absolutely shit insane. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, which I'm was great. We should just do a, like every now and again one off crazy person episode. <laughs> Can I just mention one quick? Uh, how do you pronounce Tuskegee? Is it Tuskegee or Tuskegee? Is it a place in America? No, it's... T-U-S-K-E-G. No, it's uh, Russia, isn't it? No, it's definitely America, this. It's the Tuskegee Airmen, or Tuskegee Airmen, I don't know, I don't know how you pronounce it. But, oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of um, Tusungiske or something like that. That's uh, what I'm, thinking right. of. I'm thinking of the bit where there's that bit in Russia where there's like a bit of a crater and then all the trees are like knocked down and they don't know what caused it. That's right. what I'm thinking of. There's a thing going back to like the 30s in America where there were airmen, and there, there was a black community, but there were airmen for, them, for the US... Uh, Air Force, and th- there was a conspiracy theory that they were all being given like uh, drugs as a trial again without their knowledge and against their will, just to see what would happen and because they were getting sick and stuff like that. You know, they people there was a conspiracy theory for years that they were deliberately being uh, poisoned by the government just as a test, basically. And then it turned out it was true in like the nineties, and Bill Clinton had to apologise for it. So it's like you know, they were being given syphilis. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say is this the syphilis one? Yeah, yeah. 
But it's a couple of them things that for years it was just a conspiracy theory. You never thought, oh, you're, you're an idiot if you believe that. But it turned out to be actually true. And the president had to apologise to the uh, to the uh, Tusker GM community to, <laughs> to apologise, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've just looking at this list that I've got over here. and It starts off, the further down the list you go, the more weird stuff gets. Yeah. So obviously near the top of the list is Area 51. That's... You know, entry level conspiracy yeah. bullshit. Uh, uh, Bilderberg, that's another obviously popular one. Um, Stonehenge as well. Well, see, I don't think the Bilderberg was actually a theory anymore. Like, the Bilderberg group is definitely a thing. I think it's more more just what the stuff around. Yeah, is it, yeah. is it like a Playboy Millionaires Club or is it actually a well known yeah. yeah. Do you want me to just go down? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read what the actual things are, but stuff like Operation Fishbowl. Don't know what that is, but it sounds weird. Interesting. Space is fake. There's a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. Is like it? that flat earther the other day who uh, died, died, died yeah. trying to prove the yeah, world was flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, the bloop. Have you heard of that? Yeah, the bloop's a good one. I really I like, like the bloop. Like yeah, it's a um, great one. The, yeah. Well, I we'll like, talk about it. Well, Georgia, we'll talk about it in the car. Well, not only that, that can be a content for the next episode. Command in the next episode. I want to know more. Yeah. Next yeah. episode, we each bring five weird things. Yeah. No, actually, five <laughs> weird stories. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going further down the list here. Driver killed JFK. Who did? The driver. Right. Well, there's, I can, can can top you on that one. Woody Harrelson's dad is meant to have killed him. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, of course. Um, the USSR never collapsed. There's another one. Like, never, it's just it's still there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is really because Russia keep claiming other bits of other countries yeah. as their own. As again, like I said, some of these are going to get more and more unbelievable. Like Iraq Stargates, there are real Stargates in it. Okay. Um, what's the what's some of the, uh, If I go right to the bottom, uh, trees are mammals. We <laughs> 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 we'll just end the episode now. <laughs> we can't stop that. Can't, yeah. Okay. Can I just mention one quick thing before we finish? Have you heard of the documentary uh, Three Identical Strangers? Came out like no, two years ago. No, no one heard of it. No, I feel like my. It's a true story about a young lad who was adopted going to college. He got transferred to a new college. He first day on the campus, and everyone was like, "Oh, hiya, Bob. How are you doing?" And he's like, I'm, "I'm not Bob. I'm Dave. You know what you're on about." And like, you look just like Bob. Like, <laughs> but turned out the actual guy on campus called Bob was his identical brother, and they were both adopted, and they've been split up at birth. It gets even weirder. Turned out there's a third brother, and they all look exactly the same, like triplets. Triplets, mm. and they've been deliberately split up as kids as an experiment to see what like separation is. Is this a, like. is this real? This is real. No. Like, yeah. No. Honestly, check out maybe even cover the documentary for the next episode or something. Or... Right. If you're telling me that's real and that it's worth watching, then I feel like we're going to have to do this for next. Week. I feel like we're spoiled the kind of like, that's well, the right. full blow of the thing finding out like you know finding out that. Right. But... We'll all watch this documentary. We'll all look at weird and explain stuff, and we'll just have a weird episode. Yeah. I'm up for a weird episode. Yeah, a weird episode. I can get weird. Like <laughs> Imagine if we all turn up with like, have you heard of fish rain? That's a real thing. That's a real thing. I want to say just a bit more about it, just how nefarious it is. Kind of Let's thing. do that, and then we'll 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 kind of for this week. Yeah. Just the fact that the doctor who was behind this whole experiment, like he'd done it with loads of children who'd been twins who'd been split up and adopted. And he had ties back to like I'm sure like Nazi Germany and stuff like really? that. Really, in the US. Like. It does sound a bit eugenics. Have yeah. you heard about the place in like it's either Argentina or Brazil, and it's got like the world's highest rate of twins, and it's 
very heavily implied that it's because a Nazi doctor went to live there. <laughs> it's been like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, put in the water. There's another one. Yeah, conspiracy theory. Nazis escaped to South America. Did you hear about that? The submarine that two weeks after the war resurfaced near Argentina, it cut all contact and just after the war had ended, I mean, just appeared in South America. That was... That that genuinely happened. Nazis uh, escaping South America is like actual fact, though. Yeah, yeah. He did. I've, uh, I mean, I don't know as much about it, but um, well, I, mean, I think the idea is that the... that feeds into the whole is Hitler still alive thing. Well, what's probably the... not, but like, definitely the, uh... <laughs> allegedly dead. There's like the Jewish spec ops. It's not the Mossad. It's like a separate entity that were just set up to find Nazis. And there's loads of weird stuff that they pull to get people out of Asenia. There's one where there's a guy and he couldn't be extradited because he, he didn't have, they couldn't prove that it was who he said it was. So they did something weird. This is rubbish. This is not good content. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, right, well, I think we're done then. I'm yeah. going to go home. So I think we can tease for the next episode. Uh, weird, weird shit. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm not got any social media, but have you guys want to plug anything? Nah. What's the email? You can email us at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, all right, well, it's good seeing you, lads, and we'll, we'll do this again soon. We'll yeah, do the, yeah. the weird episode. Listen listen to that. Um, keep watching the skies to, for that one. Yeah, but yeah. Keep, keep your ear to the skies. <laughs> the truth is out there on our podcast feed. <laughs> the truth is out there on this specific RSS feed. Ah, I've been waiting, wanting to do a weird show for ages. Like, yeah, before, yeah. Huh? A paranormal weird shit show. Yeah. Shit show. That's probably relevant. <laughs> Let's end on there. Uh, bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Trees and mammals. Trees and mammals. <laughs>